Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games, because we are always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And may the 4th be with you, but not Black Widow. We still have to wait until November for that movie. Unfortunately. Happy Star Wars Day, everyone. (laughs) For anyone who didn't know, it is May 4th. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, there's like, it's, the internet is a rash with Star Wars stuff, so anyone who doesn't know probably hasn't been on the internet today. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting to see how positive it's being reflected, I guess, because after the last movie, it felt like people hated Star Wars, right? Exactly. It was a very, very negative response to, to the franchise as a whole, it seemed. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem that way. But um, people are out in full force. No pun intended. Or at home in full force. Right. They're at home on the internet in full force. (laughs) Trying to fight off that Sith Lord. Yeah. (laughs) COVID-19. Darth Coronis. Darth Coronis. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, COVID-19 would be his, like, android that he uses as a little sidekick. Yeah. Now I kind of hope that happens. <laughs> you should make that. Darth Coronas. Yeah. Well, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, we do. On this subject, specifically. Yeah. So, let's get started. Okay. Okay. Uh, on the subject of Star Wars, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order got an update today, which is free. So, anybody who already has that game, uh, there's new combat challenges and some cosmetics for Cal Kestis and his little robot buddy. Uh, BD1. Which is the main character. Yeah, really the main character. Everybody plays it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And actually, anyone who hasn't played it, it's, I think, on sale today Mm -hmm. for this. I don't know if it's going to last just the day or throughout the rest of the week. At least or till tomorrow. Uh, But specifically on Xbox, I know it's like $35 for the game. Okay. So. And I think it's, I thought it was a fun game. So, I recommend it. If anybody hasn't played it. Yeah. Uh, go back to one of our old re- episodes. We have a review on mm-hmm. it. Uh, okay. So there's a list of free games for May with some controversy <laughs> involved in that. Uh, PlayStation Plus games for May are um, not great. <laughs> Cities Skylines and Farming Simulator 19. And the internet is not happy with this. Yeah, just, well, it sounds like you're not happy with I, this. I think it's trash, and but, the internet I mean, agrees. Do you care? I mean, no, or, I don't have. You place- sit around and be like, "What's PlayStation going to have for me this month?" No, but I agree with the general consensus that it is trash and is not a fair offering for your two free games of the month. Especially considering everyone's at home right now. Yeah, but <laughs> hear me out. Okay. No, I'm not defending these games. Like, they're really okay. good. I have never played them. I think they're both actually on Game Pass, and I have had zero interest in them. Yeah, I've never played uh, them. But... Basically, they're simulator games. Simulator games. Ones to make a city, ones to make a fucking farm. farm. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I'm not going to let you know which one's which. You're just going to have to You're find gonna out. You're going to have to guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but not to defend these choices, but like... As far as the staying at home thing, they've given out free games. 
True. Granted, they're older games, but they did give out free games on top of their April. Yeah. That were more first-party titles. Fair. Um, they give out pretty decent games overall. Yeah. They do have their dud days, or I guess months, I should say. Yeah. But, like, you can't expect the top-tier games every month because, like, they're, they're a business. They're not here to just give out free fucking games that are really good. I agree with you. However, one good game, one trash game would be fair. Yeah. So, I... I that's they, typically what they do. That's usually what they do. And so, this month, it was just like, eh, here you go. I don't, yeah. I don't know what happened. But I feel like probably because they last month gave out the Uncharted Legacy, right. and then they gave out journey and then they had i think it was even a couple months ago they had the same kind of situation where yeah. they give out some games and people are like what the fuck is this yeah and then if i'm correct i think they gave out uncharted 4 okay or last of us one of those one of those yeah exclusive top tier games that was older but like here you go right no i get Sorry. it i get it that they aren't always uh giving it's not their responsibility to provide us with top tier games for free yeah. every month. But I again, I don't have a PlayStation. I don't have a PlayStation Plus. I don't have a horse in this race. Well, but I mean, you do have a PlayStation. Well, for Pro, we just don't have Plus right now. Right, you have a PlayStation. I just don't play it because I, it's up here. So yeah, I don't generally play your PlayStation. But I mean, the problem is the internet seems to think that, and this goes back to the whole. Society's entitled now. Yes. The internet seems to think that they should be giving out their top games every month. I. Yeah. Someone was like, why haven't we gotten God of War and blah, blah, blah. That's it's like, because these are like really fucking good games that they make for a lot of money mm-hmm. and they need to get their money back. Yeah, because the Other- thing, it's not like, um, the one thing if it was games as gold or, um, is that the one where they, they go away after that month, right? Or Game Pass. Once they're off Game Pass, you can't play them anymore. Yeah, Game Pass. Right, okay. Games with gold is essential what PlayStation Same thing. Plus okay. is. Okay, so because... Which, that's going away. I get, yeah. Game Pass I get becomes what, more prominent. Yeah, no. I get what you're saying. Nope, not, it's not that everybody... Did, everybody has this entitlement situation, but because you get to keep the games as long as you have plus giving away god of war would just be losing tons of money like yeah. i get it and it is an older game it's yeah. been out i guess at least a, what, a year maybe two now i don't mm-hmm. remember exactly when it came out it might have been 2018 but the fact is it's still probably making them money yeah when that that stops coming in as a profit that's when they'll start handing it out right that's that fair. makes sense. It's a business. Right. But what people are pissed off about is that there were rumors. Of course, people just got all up in arms about there's rumors. Uh, and they, they took them to heart. Uh, that they were going to be uh, Dark Souls or Dying Light. Potentially, we're going to be okay. games for PlayStation Plus in May. And people were, like, all excited about that. Um, and that didn't happen, obviously. So they're all pissed off. And they started a petition... <laughs> To get them to change oh, it. Oh, yes. The almighty petition <laughs> that makes so many changes in um, this world. So they started the petition on change.org, and it actually currently has... Their goal is to get 25,000 signatures, which is really nothing. I don't know how many subscribers PlayStation Plus has, but I imagine that's A nothing. Lot. I mean, um, not as many as they have PlayStation 4s in the world. Right, but right. 
Um, regardless, I'm pretty sure 25,000 is not even a very significant percentage of it. Yeah, it's like (laughs) nothing. Uh, but that being said, their goal was 25,000 and there are currently 24,538 signatures. So they're approaching their goal. Yeah. Wait, how many signatures? 24,538. Okay. Let me put it into perspective for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the article we had about cheaters being banned mm-hmm. in Warzone mm-hmm. was 50,000 cheaters were banned on that first few weeks. Uh-huh. In, on PlayStation of alone? just one game. Okay. That's like a very niche market. Right. Of do you like shooters? Yeah, no, like I said, I assume it's a very small portion of what the larger... Uh, subscriber status base is but anyway just given the information as i see it i agree that these two simulator games coming out with the same month is kind of shitty i feel like they should have maybe found one that was maybe just i, a I will agree they just seem a different like style they of game. seem very close together in the yeah. concept of game type right so i would i would agree that maybe they could have gone with something else yeah something more action-based or whatever just so that you don't have if somebody doesn't really do simulators they're fucked you know because i like simulators and i still wouldn't give a fuck about these i mean we're not gonna see spider-man on here until ps5's out that's for fucking sure yeah yeah yeah. uh i just i mean do you have an idea what kind of game you would put there and replace to replace one of them I'm assuming you'd be replacing Farming Simulator 19. Um, to be honest, I with think 18. To be honest, it's the clearly superior Farming yeah, Simulator. Yeah, I think that Farming Simulator 19 2019 is probably the better one of the two. I'm guessing. I don't know for sure. Yeah, it's got a higher number. It's, it has to be. It's got more whatever. <laughs> the city skylines. It's got more hay. City skylines is like a Sim City type situation, which is like, eh, who cares? Yeah. So at least this has like animals and tractors. I don't. I mean, know. does it? We don't even know. I've never. Farming simulator. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the videos. I mean, but... I know you actually work with crops, but is there actual animals? In yeah, it? there are. Okay. Yeah, there's animals. Um, I've just you know whatever. I haven't obviously haven't played it because. We don't have it. Um, well, game Pass. Go ahead. Okay, sure. Sounds or great. if you want, I'll go get PlayStation Plus. Yeah, so. just so I can get it. Yeah, <laughs> sounds. Like, I could just play it on Game Pass if I have to. Um, I would guess that Farming Simulator would be the better one of the two, so I would probably trash the City Skylines one based on my limited knowledge of the two games. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a specific game that I would replace it with, but I would say an action like an action based game, like a fighter or yeah. or. Literally the, anything. The problem is they've <laughs> given out a lot of good stuff recently. Uh-huh. So, like, I feel like... There's not like a whole lot left. There's not a whole lot that's reasonable that they could give out that's a good title, but also old enough that they're not worried about... Gotcha. ...losing money. Yeah, I And just, keep in mind, it's not... These aren't first-party games. These are third-party. Right. I don't have enough so, uh, first-hand knowledge. It, it's of... all about contracts, too, with the developers. Of course. It's not like they're just like, oh, here, just take this game for free. Yeah. They, they have to have a, a deal. Yeah. Um, I don't have enough first-hand knowledge about what they've given out recently or what they have well, even available. So There was a month that they gave out Darksiders 3. I remember that. And Arkham Messiah, or Arkham Knight. Yeah, because you were like, both. oh, I need to get PlayStation Plus again. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how you know it works, because I have both of those games. Yeah. But I felt like I was missing out. Yeah. <laughs> because I didn't have them on PlayStation. I was like, oh, I mean, these are good games. Yeah. <laughs> what if I ever want 
What if I wake up from a cold sweat at 3 a.m.? <laughs> I need to play this on PlayStation. Can I play this on PlayStation? I can. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, that's the news on that. Um, for Xbox Games with Gold, uh, there are, for Xbox One games, there's V Rally 4 and Warhammer 40,000. Is that really the title of the game? Yeah. <laughs> Warhammer 40,000 Inquisitor. Um, and for Xbox 360, backwards compatible, yeah. uh, you've got Sensible World of Soccer. That sounds like a really weird game. <laughs> They're wearing sensible shoes. Like, I don't understand. Um, and then Overlord 2. <laughs> sensible yeah, World of Soccer. It's the World of Soccer, but like, more comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it makes more sense. Yeah. What they're wearing, how they're playing. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. So uh, yeah, I mean, and to be fair, like this isn't the greatest lineup either for Xbox. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> if we didn't have Game Pass, I'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know. It, we're just kind of in a slump. I mean, keep in mind too, we are getting to the end of the generation. Mm-hmm. People are. Look into the future now for next gen in yeah. November. Yeah. Which is, as far as we all know, still happening. Yeah. Uh, so they're just trying to get through the motion, I think, until they can focus on the other gen coming right. up. Makes sense. Besides, I mean, who doesn't like to download games they don't care about just so they feel like they have more games? Just to own more games. Yeah. To right? board games. <laughs> I have so many games that I have never touched oh, throughout the many years <laughs> of PlayStation Plus and Games with Gold. Yeah. And I'm like, never going to touch them. Yeah, yeah. Same. But all this talk about PlayStation exclusives and mm-hmm. being free. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, people got a free dose of The Last of Us Part Two. Oh, Long yeah. before its release. Uh, so, basically, the game had footage, like, cutscenes, uh, menu selection stuff from the developers, uh, which were found online earlier this week. Uh, somebody had leaked it mm. to the interweb slash internet. Yeah. Whichever you use. Yeah. <laughs> One or the other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the main source was on a site reset era, uh, but that has actually been taken down by now. But the problem is, so many people have seen it and distributed, distributed it. and saved it, saved copies that right. it's just out there. That's crazy. Um, so it it basically gave away a lot of like pivotal plot points of mm. the story in cutscenes and stuff, and mm-hmm. it's caused a lot of backlash uh not just because it was spoiled for people because you know that happens like you always see something comes out early or whatever reason somebody's like oh i'm a douchebag and they go and just comment on random posts yeah stuff about something that's not relevant just to to ruin it for others yes happen with endgame it's gonna happen with this right Yeah. yeah definitely so that's what's happening too um, so people are upset because they're getting spoiled on something they didn't want to be spoiled on. Mm-hmm. And people are also upset 
to an extent because I guess there's a lot of what people deem as social justice warrior stuff happening within the game mm. based off what they've seen in the cutscenes and stuff. Okay. That's a whole nother thing to tackle. Whether yeah. <laughs> whether it's so a pe- problem, what they're... Yeah. So people are mad that it's being spoiled and also mad at the content they're seeing. Yes. Okay. And to the extent that some people are even like, well, I'm not even going to bother buying this game now. Interesting. Because I don't like what I'm seeing. Okay. Um, and in fact, the head writer, uh, I want to say his name's Neil Druckmann. Uh, he made a response basically saying, uh, anyone who doesn't like what they've seen, then they just cannot buy the game. They can just essentially fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Then just don't buy it. And that's caused people to be a little bit more upset too. And it's, it's turned into a huge problem. So, uh... It's unfortunate because this game would have been out already, mm-hmm. or at least I think soon. Right. And now it was delayed, and then it got leaked, and I just feel really bad for the developers because they yeah. put so many years and hard work into this game just for it to have this kind of a lackluster launch. Right. You know, who knows if it, I mean, it's probably going to succeed financially, whether or not it loses a percent of people buying the game, mm-hmm. but it will be a tarnished launch for the game right. because it's... of the spoilers and all that stuff. Yeah. It will be a gloomy yeah. <laughs> thing yeah. to remember. But the original rumors were that it was a disgruntled employee who had leaked out the information. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course that was all based off people just wanting gossip. Right. Uh, that apparently was not the case. Naughty Dog and Sony have both said uh, it was not an inside job, I guess we'll call it. Okay, yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, recently they've established that they've found out it was actually hackers who, I mean, no fucking shit, right? I mean, is that surprising? Yeah, like, <laughs> I think it's kind of ridiculous for someone to have thought that it was somebody within the company because why would they ruin that? They put all that work into it. They, all their coworkers put all that work into it. Why would they want to ruin such a launch like that? It makes no sense. Yeah, but if you had somebody who like hate like left the company on bad terms and like hated all of his coworkers and yeah. wanted to punish well, them, but like that's still then less leave realistic. a double decker in the, on every toilet, like <laughs> every toilet. How long would that take? <laughs> Well, you got two weeks. They gotta go order some Taco Bell. You quit. You get two weeks to <laughs> to fill up on poop and work your work your, your magic. Way. That's true. You know, <laughs> start on a Friday, I guess. So they don't know throughout the weekend. Just yeah. work the whole weekend getting them all. Yeah. <laughs> get them all warm and raunchy by Monday. Ew. <laughs> Gross. So, I mean, I feel like it's a no-brainer that it wasn't somebody within the company. Because, mm-hmm. like, this is always happening where yeah. something gets leaked. And it's always somebody illegally getting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the latest, not necessarily proven thing, but the latest update that is being said by uh, games journalist Jason Schreier is that essentially what happened from what he understands within talking to people inside Sony and Naughty Dog Mm -hmm. is that hackers found a security vulnerability 
within a patch for an older game that they had. Okay. Which then gave them access to the Naughty Dog server. Okay. Because of whatever the fuck they did with hacking stuff. Right, right. You know, I'm not a hacker. I don't... Seems like you're an expert <laughs> with hacking stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, pretty much they it was a backdoor through an older game patch mm-hmm. that they somehow found a way into the server, which then led them to get all of this data and information that they shouldn't have had. Right. And then they were like, oh, what's the best thing we can do? Ruin it for everybody for no fucking reason. Which I have to assume there's going to be criminal charges on this, right? I don't know. I mean, I would imagine. You would have to imagine, right? Yeah. I would think so. Uh, I know GameIndustry.biz has uh, said that uh, it was obviously declined as to be an inside job and... um, that Sony had commented at the time. This was before that they established it was hatch- hackers. Uh, but they gave a comment to them that they were doing an internal investigation or whatever. Oh, okay. So okay. I guess it's implied that there will be some kind of criminal charges, I would imagine. Right. At some point to whoever's responsible. Right. But there was some slight positive news out of this. Okay. I guess you could say. Uh, because of all of this, it did confirm a release date for The Last of Us Part 2. Okay. Which was not a thing after it was delayed earlier this month. Right. Or I guess technically last month. Uh, so it is now getting a June 19th, 2020 release date. So okay. next month. Yeah. We have about, what, six weeks or so? Something like that. Seven weeks, depending on how math works these days. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and they also have pushed Ghost of Tsushima back to July 17th, 2020, which was originally going to be June 26th, 2020. So really they just gave Last of Us Part 2 that slot. It looks like a slightly earlier slot. Mm -hmm. And then they just pushed this back another month. Giving giving players a few weeks to finish that game before Ghost of Tsushima comes out. Yeah. Which or a couple paychecks as it were. <laughs> yeah, right? Or <laughs> hopefully. Assuming people are are yeah. still getting those. Yeah. That might be like yeah. a historical thing. Like, yeah. oh, what's a paycheck? Yeah. <laughs> well, at least they know that they're at least getting $1200. Yeah. To spend on the game, right? Yeah. So I mean that hasn't been spent I heard on other some things. Some people are even getting bonuses. Like from the government? Yeah, like COVID-19 bonuses or whatever, like an extra such and such per week on your unemployment. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, Basically, should I apply for unemployment then? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how it all works. Uh, excuse me? Uh, <laughs> I'm unemployed. Where do I collect my money? <laughs> you're going to have to get into the uh, several double-digit millions worth of people line, basically. Yeah. Yeah, they were super true. backlogged on unemployment. So. I got an easy fix for that. Do you? Yeah. Just make small talk with everybody in front of me and go, oh, man. Yeah. This coronavirus, huh? Yeah, and then just stay I've had it them. a couple weeks now, but I think I'm doing okay. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, you know, that how it'll work? work my way through the right. line. Yeah. It's, it might work. You should try it. <laughs> uh, some 
other news on the Nintendo front, actually. Uh, they were going to have an E3 Direct in June, which was what they always do. Mm-hmm. Even with E3 gone, they were going to have one because theirs is broadcast anyways. It's mm-hmm. not a part of the actual event. Uh, but reports are saying that it's going to be delayed because of uh, the transition for their employees going to work at home during the coronavirus pandemic. I mean, it's been a couple months now. Well, I think they were... <laughs> I, I assume they were only doing some employees and they've slowly uh, had to expand to m- more people. That makes sense, yeah. And I so... I was just teasing. Yeah. The transition to actually get them set up was right. probably more what they've been doing rather than the actual work. Right, right. So, um, anyways, th- there's no date as to when it would be... Re- delayed to if this is official yeah but um i mean the all they're gonna the, all they ever do with these things is dedicate it to like a triple a title that's their front for that year yeah so you know they've done legend of zelda breath of the wild they had mario kart and then they had um smash brothers like i, I there's not really anything that's the big title coming out right now for yeah. Nintendo, I, I can think of. Watch that drop something fucking insane. I, I hope so. <laughs> I'm, you know, I think everybody's waiting for Metroid 4, Metroid yeah. Prime 4. Yeah. So, where the fuck is that? Huh? Cowards. <laughs> I guess we'll have to see. Hey, Nintendo, I'll show you yours if you show me mine. Yeah. Or wait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> do that hey nintendo i'll show you mine if you show me yours <laughs> there you go that might work i mean they both technically work it's just questions yeah. of how did i get yours yeah <laughs> and how the fuck did you get mine <laughs> true very true and why is there even a tra- transaction now if we no, already there shouldn't be a transaction <laughs> if we already have each other's but speaking of presentations mm-hmm that we're going to be E3 focus. Mm-hmm. Xbox. Coming in strong. They have uh, announced earlier this week that they are going to have a first look for next-gen gameplay on third-party titles on May 7th, which is, I guess, Thursday this week. That's very exciting. Uh, so it's going to be a part of their inside Xbox you know, weekly programming that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, at 11 a.m. Eastern, so 8 Pacific. So adjust the time accordingly to where you live. If you're in Antarctica, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. <laughs> I don't think people are listening who live in Antarctica. That's the problem. Live, do people live there? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody knows. So what are they going to have on this uh, shenanigans? Well, there's nothing official other than... The Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay. That's amazing. Which was announced earlier this week by yes. Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they hadn't shown any gameplay. They've only had a teaser and then like a, a CGI commercial, whatever, trailer. Yeah, theatrical trailer. Theatrical trailer. Yeah, which was really cool. Um, but now they're going to show gameplay. Okay. On Thursday. So 
I'm looking forward to that. Everything yeah. else is not official. Me too. Uh, it seems like it is a focus on third party, not first. But I would not be shocked if we got some kind of comments about at least where they're going with the development of some things. Obviously, A1 wants to know about Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. And it's not official whether this was their replacement completely for the E3 conference or mm-hmm. if this is just like a small part and there's going to be more. Okay. I imagine there's more if this is only a third party. Yeah, they're going to be coming out saying, but wait, there's more. Yeah. One more thing. <laughs> Which has been a fun trope of the uh, E3 conferences these yeah, last few exactly. years. Just to get a little bit more into the Assassin's Creed Valhalla reveal. So initially it was a teaser where they had a Photoshop presentation run by Boss Logic, a graphic artist mm-hmm. uh, known mainly on Instagram for the stuff he does. But he's like, you know, works with Marvel. He works with yeah, apparently Ubisoft now. Yeah. He's uh, <laughs> all over the damn place. Yeah. He's worked on movies and stuff. Yeah. Um, so basically they had him do like a marketing art piece mm-hmm. uh, where he just put the thing together and it was like a reveal that it was a, an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Which I think was pretty obvious when mm-hmm. it was Ubisoft and it looked like it was going to be from the start. Yeah. Uh, people didn't like it because it took like, I think like six to eight hours. hours It was like a really long, Yeah. it was like a, I don't think it was live. I'm sure it was pre-recorded, but it was in live time, you would say. Yeah. So people were not happy with this. I think it's hilarious. Um, I personally (laughs) was intrigued by it because I was paying attention to like what he was doing. I didn't necessarily knew, know exactly what he was doing, but I was intrigued by, yeah learning what like what can be somebody done. who's so good at this yeah. is doing and how yeah. they're doing it and like i was blown away by i didn't know you could fucking do this kind of stuff yeah i clearly am terrible at photoshop <laughs> you just need to like i can do things but i didn't know like you could do things to this extent and like i'm sure he had like preset artwork that he was using to do it but like the fact that he was able to achieve what he did was just mind-blowing yeah it was really cool so it, i took it as like a director commentary kind of thing yeah. with watching a film it's yeah. it's fun but it's only for a certain market of people who care yeah, about that definitely uh and then full disclosure i only watched this on like time lapse going super fast yeah which of course <laughs> eventually somebody had a time lapse it was like four minutes and it yeah. showed the whole thing and, and it, was it was really really cool. cool kind of wanted it to be a little bit slower but not quite like six hours slower so <laughs> Yeah. Somewhere in the middle Somewhere between four minutes and six hours. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Okay with like 15 minutes. That would have been okay. <laughs> um, so that was their thing. And then there was like at the end, oh, stay tuned for a trailer reveal. Yeah. April 30th, which was like the next day. Yeah. Uh, which then leads to the theatrical trailer that they had. Yeah. To reveal the game. Very much Assassin's Creed. Absolutely. Very much Vikings. Yeah. I know there was some backlash because it. People thought it was implied that it was only a male protagonist uh-huh. because there was no female shown in the game. they don't show a female in the but theatrical, but like... If, it's Assassin's Creed. Can I just say, if anybody's watched the show Vikings, like it looks just like the, one of the characters in that show. And oh, yeah? Like, there's like this one of the sons of... I think his name's Bjorn, whatever. Anyway. Mm-hmm. and They gave a name. I just can't remember what it was for the character. There was a yeah, name for the I character. It's it an E, I think. I don't remember. Um... 
but yeah, it, and then like the the bay where you see like the 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 town that they're from or whatever, mm-hmm. where they're like sailing out of it, looks just like in the show Vikings. Okay, so it looks like Vikings. It looks then. like Vikings, and so like it's not unreasonable that your theatrical trailer would have a male Viking leading the charge because yeah. it's probably how it really was. So and they well apparently they were uh, there's historical yes uh, there were shield maidens as well yes yes. And the debate is whether they were real Viking warriors or mm-hmm. if they were just buried with the men's Stop. gear as oh. like a like a I don't know like a tradition. Okay, okay. To like protect the women or something. That's kind of weird. I think they probably were legit. Yeah, I mean, Viking. I don't know. I wasn't According there. According to any, I mean, obviously, I wasn't I either. I was definitely not there. <laughs> especially during like... the the rape and pillaging. <laughs> yeah. I was not there. I did think it was cool in the trailer how they had the narration or the the talking by mm-hmm. i think it's king alfred or whatever the fuck his name is um i'm pretty sure that's king alfred that's that's supposed to be they have him talking and then they have the video of the vikings doing mm-hmm. exactly the opposite of what he's saying yeah it was it's kind of like it, it was a nice clever take on like yeah. uh propaganda yes you know uh saying like oh these are heartless yeah beings that just wanted to kill and, and destroy you. Yeah, yeah. And then they're showing them as like family members yes, and, yeah. and caring and yeah. and doing what they think is right for mm-hmm. whatever motives they have. And yeah. Uh I openly love I love Odyssey. The Viking shit, so Okay. Well, I mean I was gonna say I openly love Odyssey. Yes. Uh I spent over 180 hours on that game, completed yeah. everything. Yeah. So I was already down with this. Oh, yeah, I was I enjoy in. Viking yeah. stuff to an extent. Yeah. I don't yeah. think it's as cool as Greek mythology, right. but um, the Norse mythology is something that I'm getting more into. Right, right. So hopefully there's some tie-ins to Thor and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. There should be. Which people are like, oh, that's Thor. Like, no, they said his name. It's not fucking Thor. <laughs> Well, they already talked about Odin, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing. They had uh, the bird was changed from an eagle to a... Raven. Raven. Yeah. Which is fair because yeah. Odin's manifest, Odin manifests himself as a raven. Yeah. So it's not unreasonable. Yeah. And they give a nice tease at the uh, climax, I guess, of the trailer of the blade. Yes. The assassin you know, the, blade or the, whatever the fuck it's The infamous called. blades that yeah. they have for assassinating. Yeah. Which was a very cool take on that, I thought. And it also brought up a lot of questions of, like, it's just, like, an origin of them becoming assassins in the Creed, or are they already a part of it? At least his character. Right. Yeah. I think it I think it looks cool. I'm sold. I mean, I was already sold before this, but yeah, I, yeah. I just love it. Yeah, I was already sold. Yeah. But it, it looked really cool. So yeah. I, I'm excited to see what they do with the gameplay on Thursday with the Inside Xbox reveal, uh, along with whatever games they have i know there's a whole bunch of other games that are rumored to be either coming on this on series x or already are coming out but they're just hoping they're at the event we'll Mm -hmm. see so yeah i'm really excited to see what the female protagonist look like looks like because yeah and that was another thing too was they confirmed that there were male and female yes and the characters is canon it's just the same character it's not like odyssey where you're siblings siblings yeah just flip the roles you are just Just the the one character you get to choose whether you're male or female just pick your gender which is better really it's easier for them for storytelling they don't have to worry about making sure that everything fits in and there's no like 
contradictions and all yeah. that. Yeah. Because that's, yeah, I, I think it's going to be great. And Plus, I, they've gone into the whole, like, bang whatever gender you want to exactly. bang. Exactly. And that's be whatever gender kind you of how be. they are on the show Vikings, so go so, for it. So, <laughs> like, this way, you could be a man, you could bang a man, you could be a man, you could bang a woman, you could be a woman, bang a man, you could be a woman, bang a woman, you know? It's yeah, just like, exactly. It doesn't do, matter what you, you are. You do you. Yeah. But make sure you save the world historically. Yeah. With stabbing at yeah. some point. Yeah. I think they I I'm assuming they obviously they already have all of this, but I th- I really hope that the female protagonist looks like Lagertha, who's the female like queen or whatever in Vikings. I think it'd be really cool. Okay, you're really hooked on this Viking show. I'm just saying it looks just like it. So <laughs> well, I mean they're Vikings, so I know. But like whatever. <laughs> you know what? I thought it looked a lot like How to Train Your Dragons, Shut the personally. Fuck up. I'm just saying. She looked cool as a shield man. I cannot wait till they reveal Toothless yeah. in this game. Whatever, jerk. <laughs> so, yeah, that's one game that I'm really looking forward to. Yes. A lot of drama with that reveal, but you know what? Fuck the haters. Like, it's, yeah, fuck off. If you don't I, like it, fuck off. The game's gotten a lot of criticism lately because they basically took a step back after annual releases uh-huh. and we're like, we need to change it up because it's just, it's getting stale. Uh, so they really revamped with origins and then expanded on Odyssey. And a lot of the old school Assassin's Creed fans like don't it. like the change. Yeah. And they think that it took away from the whole stealth concept. Yeah, which, they said that there's no true stealth. Whatever. But like, who fucking cares? You can stealth. You can. I mean, I had to do it in certain missions and you I hated it. You have to unlock a lot of special skills in order to really truly stealth a whole fucking fort. But yeah, <laughs> it's possible. You yeah. just have to really well, be dedicated I mean, that's the to it. Of the game is do it how you want to do it. Yeah. You can do stealth or you could just go, I'm going to go fuck you up in front yeah. of you. Like just. Yeah, I'm just going to murder you right now. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> stab, stab, stab. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's just more more of the merrier. Like, yeah. I, again, I hated the Assassin's Creed games. I thought they were boring. Yeah. Once they changed it, I was in love. I loved what they did. So. Yeah. I liked them. I was just bad at them. And so once they made, <laughs> once it became whatever Odyssey is, like, I'm better at it. I'm, yeah. So I like it. I'm excited for this one. And I'm also really excited to see if they do the throwing the axe thing because that's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. God of War does that. Okay. The, the, that's like the key mechanic in God of War is you have axe. this axe that you throw and then it comes back to you. Okay. It's like, it, it feels really good. It's very satisfying yeah. to do it. Yeah. It makes you feel like Thor. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, that's, <laughs> that's the sound of getting an axe back. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Yeah. If you ever need uh, sound effects for any movies, Marvel, yeah. if you yeah. need... Hammer coming back, sound effects, you let me know. Yeah. Uh, but as far as other games coming into the next gen, uh, Phil Spencer has said in interviews, uh, he actually is confident in the console itself releasing on time this year. Okay. But I'll give you the, the full quote here. Uh, the teams are doing a really good job on keeping our hardware on track. On the hardware side, we feel good about our plans. There's obviously some impact to schedules, but overall, I think we're in line with where we thought we would be. So he doesn't think there's going to be a delay as far as the the console release. Yeah. Uh, 
But he goes on to say, I'd say the bigger unknown is probably the game production. Just being honest, game production is a large-scale entertainment activity now. You have hundreds of people coming together, building assets, working through creative. We're learning every day. I still feel good about it, but I also need to make sure that the security and safety of the teams is the most important thing and not unduly push when things just aren't ready. So it's possible we won't have not necessarily any games, but all of the games expected going into launch for the console. Right. But with all the cross-playing and all that shit, I think there'll be plenty of stuff for people to play that they'll just be excited that they have a new shiny toy, you know? Right. So at the very least, I think you'll probably see like a limited release of consoles, but it seems like it's going to be on track. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Activision, they're always getting popular uh, with Modern Warfare, Warzone. Yeah. They're, they're getting a lot of attention lately, but they are also donating $2 million to veterans impacted by the pandemic right now. Okay. And so on top of that, they released a new fearless content pack, which 100% of the proceeds will go to their program called uh, the Call of Duty Endowment Program. So that's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Gamers get something cool to add to their gaming experience. Yeah. It helps people in need. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. Probably win some Warzone games with it. Not sure. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of Warzone. Yeah. There have been some big changes to the game in an update recently. Uh, it changed fixes to bugs, balancing of guns, the UI, just cleaned it up a bit, put things in certain areas so you don't have to like search around to find you know challenges and stuff they're all categorized better and more efficiently uh and they've actually added an item into warzone that is a mysterious item right now Mm -hmm. it's called the red access card uh people have yet to find out its function but it's speculating that it's going to do some big event at some point in the game which Battle Royale games are known to have these events, especially Fortnite. Right. Apex has kind of jumped into that. Warzone has yet to have that. So this this is is expected to be some kind of event that's going to happen at some point. Uh, My favorite speculation, which I kind of brought up to my friends at one point, something similar. Mm -hmm. Uh, People think that it's going to have a nuke disaster happen on the map during the game. And that you'll have to get into a bunker mm-hmm. to survive it. And then everybody will come out after and the world will be full of zombies. Oh, okay. And it'll be... Zombies. War zone with zombies everywhere. That would be crazy. How fucking cool would that be? Which yeah. is kind of like my idea was like, they should definitely make a war zone type game, but have zombies in it too. Yeah. So it's kind of that concept of just making it more of a theatrical, yeah. uh, you know, event. That would be pretty crazy. And then other people had theories that there would be lower bunkers or there would be bunkers that have access to lower caves underneath the map. And then people would have to migrate through the caves and play through that way. Okay. Which would be another cool concept. Yeah. Um, and then there was a bunch of other wild concepts and theories that people had. Yeah. But basically it's a card. No real purpose yet. But 
at some point it will. Okay. Oh, and by the way, I don't know if I said this last week. Okay. I, I've i won some more matches. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's all blurring together. Yeah. It's blending together. I don't remember when I did them. But me, Mike, and Andrew got back-to-back wins on Warzone one night. Nice. And then the next day, we got another win. Yeah. Me, Andrew, and Craig. Okay. I think the key factor is when I'm on a team, wins happen. I think it puts me at six now. Six wins. Probably. If I'm correct. Yeah. Better hurry up and win another one. Yeah. Make it seven. Yeah. Uh, but uh, following along the Battle Royale news, uh, PUBG, which is a game I that was pretty much one on the start of it, and I played a little bit in the beginning of of that's release. Uh, they've kind of lost playership, I think, over the the last few years with all these other games being so successful. But they are trying to bring in more players because they have a small problem with their PC base being so good that the crossplay it seems impossible for new players mm-hmm. or people just on console to compete. Right. And so PC players are basically dominating and not giving people even a chance to even have fun or enjoy the game because they just can't do anything. They just die instantly. So what they are doing for that problem is they're adding AI characters to the game for console. So Xbox and PS4 will have AI bots put in the game to make up, to give people a chance to kill players... And I guess boost their confidence and enthusiasm of the game. Okay. And give them the ability to like get better yeah. or get good, as get they good. put it these days. Yeah. So, I don't know. It. I'm probably not going to go back to PUBG because I really enjoy Warzone and it's doing its job. But um, I guess it's cool that they're trying to keep people playing yeah but at the same time like if i'm playing a match and i know there's bots in it then i'm not gonna feel like i really had a victory you know what i mean it's gonna feel like it's got an asterisk next to it yeah it's kind of like that nhl win with the uh shutout season (laughs) that it doesn't really count is that what you're saying yeah yeah like it's like that was a a half season because of contract issues with the uh the union and all that stuff and so it was like a shortened season much like what's gonna happen with this season yeah no one's gonna respect the winner of this one yeah i think in any sport is really. there gonna be a winner <laughs> i mean I, I don't know if they're coming back <laughs> this season point? or not yeah. they're trying but who knows what's happening because right now yeah. the, the latest is they're trying to get like a couple ranks that all teams will play at mm-hmm. that are like in zones that have controlled the pandemic issue mm-hmm. but i don't it's every day it's different news whether they're coming back or not and right it's just whatever point is if it's not a full regular season people don't respect you yeah it's fair champion or not yeah champion asterisk yeah sorry i had a lot of talking about yeah video games yeah you did um we kind of like unofficially and incompletely started a little segment called Game Pass Challenge. 
I don't know if the segment was supposed to apply to both of us, but I'm the only one who did it, so. <laughs> so I won. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Stephen was complaining that I only play the same type of games every time, like all the time, which is not entirely wrong. And so <laughs> I was like, you know what? Pick any game from Game Pass because we have that. I'm not going to buy a game to go play it, but pick any game from Game Pass and I'll play it. I'll give it a try. So he gave me uh, several options, and this is one I had been wanting to try out. So I finally played Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, and um, it was fucking nuts, as you might expect. Um, Okay, so Senua is the main character. She has voices in her head and other things that happen that basically she has a form of different forms of psychosis and the game makers actually consulted with um, neuroscientists and people act that actually suffer from psychosis to get reference material and so it's supposed to be fairly accurate as far as what happens in real life um and so this uh senua has the voices in her head which are she calls Furies, and she believes she's cursed to have these voices in her head. Um, Sounds kind of like a God of War it, premise it here. It is uh, based on Norse mythology. Uh, okay, so, so more Viking stuff, huh? Yeah. Um, that explains a lot. It looked a lot like that uh, show Vikings. Shut up. <laughs> um, she's actually a, a Pictish woman who picked the Picts were... Uh, that's P-I-C-T, were pre-Scottish people. They're like before Scotland was Scotland. Okay. They were the indigenous or whatever, uh, like tribal people of before Scotland. Okay. And so the the Norsemen, the Vikings, came and took their land and invaded and did Mm. things. And so that's part of the process is uh, at one point she... uh, She's after she's going to the gates of Helheim, which is essentially hell, uh, to win back her lover's soul from Hela. Okay. And Hela apparently has her because her lover was sacrificed by the Norsemen uh, in a really gruesome, awful way <laughs> that I recognized from the show Vikings. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's a thing that Vikings did. He okay. was sacrificed to their gods, the Norsemen's gods. And so she had met somebody named Druth in her life who had been a yeah. slave to the Vikings and knew their ways. And so he had educated her and a bunch of stuff about their gods and how they did things. And so th- there's an interesting mechanic along the way. The game is you're this character trying to find her way. You find your way through these places by solving little image puzzles. Mm-hmm. And then, but you have to find things, you have to line up different things in the environment perfectly to get the shape. And then a lot of times there's multiple options that give you that shape and you have to find Mm. the perfect one. And I guess that's a thing that people that suffer from psychosis actually experience. They have, they find patterns in everything, I guess. Um, I mean, it sounds like kind of like OCD, right? Not exactly. Because the problem here is, like, say there's a, a shape of an X, but it's closed on the top. It's uh-huh. an example of something I was supposed to find in one of the puzzles. Um, 
depending on which way you go, like it's like you sometimes it's just trees and branches and sometimes it's like these hanging objects. Sometimes they're like red objects and it makes it very obvious that that's what you have to line up. Mm -hmm. Other times it's just the environment. One time it literally was like the mountain scenery made the shape that I was looking for. And I was like, what the fuck? Like I had, Mm. so you literally have to look around everywhere and you're kind of like, where are any possible shapes going to come from? And so I guess there's this, I was reading about it and it says that a lot of people with visual hallucinations or visual manifestations of psychoses, will see patterns in everything all the time repeating. Um, so it's kind of similar to okay. what you might consider people with those, like really severe OCD. So what you're saying mm-hmm. is don't trust people who see shapes in clouds. <laughs> I Fuck guess. those people. Stay away from them. I guess. They're not to be trusted. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you have to go through all these places. There's like a map that you have to get through and then you have to killed bosses along the way and there's like little demon fuckers that you gotta kill too so is it more story driven or is it more like gameplay action it's more story driven but you like i put the battle difficulty on easy because i didn't want to deal with it and i was like i want to do the story because i already knew i was expecting it already to be hard because it's called fucking hellblade (laughs) so to me i was like okay let's just take it down like 10 notches um but it is mostly you're wandering, looking for patterns and trying to... There's a certain mechanic also where... There's two more mechanics I just want to say because I think they're cool. Uh, where you go through these portals. And so it's like an archway that's just in the environment. And depending on which way you walk through it, the environment on the other side is the same but with a slightly in a slightly different time. So okay. like in one, you walk through one way and the bridge is broken... And you walk the opposite way and the bridge is intact again. Hmm. So you have to do those and there's multiple in a certain region. You have to do them in the right order to get like this thing unblocked, the bridge intact, and then you have to get access to this ladder to get up. To- so it's kind of using time as a mechanic. Exactly. To, to navigate. Yes. Through areas. Yeah. So that's supposed to be like a skill that she has is like because using her focus is her like special skill. Uh, to see how things were once and be able to reshape them that way. Mm. Um, and that's how you get places because you can't progress unless you can finish the puzzle. Gotcha. Um, and then the other thing is along the way, which I think is really interesting, there's these stones. They're called relic stones, I think. And if you, you do the focus thing on them and there's like stories told by the, her buddy Druth who tells you about uh, Norse mythology. Yeah. And so, like, there's a story on the Norsemen said blah, blah, blah. And they tell you a story about yeah. Loki or they tell you a story about Hela or these other two guardians of the gates of Helheim. Um, and you have to kill both of them before you can get into Helheim. And then it's all fucking crazy. So, and then okay. it's really cool. And I really liked it. And then I fucking rage quit. And I'm probably not going to go back to it because. Wow. That's escalated <laughs> quickly. Because it's one of those things where um, you once you get into Helheim. You get to a point where you have to do these puzzles. There's four separate runes or whatever the fuck you got to do for this big tree thing. And in order to get... Because you lose your weapon. Spoiler. It's not really a big spoiler, but whatever. You lose your weapon and you have to get a new one. And in order to get a new one, you have to complete these four puzzles for this tree to spit out a new one. So it's Infinity War. Yes. (laughs) Um, But to complete the puzzles, you go into this alternate reality thing where it's memories of her. They're mind puzzles, so she kind of... 
it's kind of like hallucinations of her memories in these weird labyrinth type puzzle things. So you have to like move through an environment chasing after a voice or chasing after a sound or a visual. There's like a representation of who who she thinks is like a white light shaped guy who she thinks is her lover that she's looking for. She thinks he's helping her solve stuff. Whether that's true or not, I don't know because I haven't gotten that far. But um, those puzzles, the, the first one, it was hard and scary because... So the first day I played without headphones and it wasn't an issue and it was like, okay, this is creepy, but whatever. And then you told me, you're like, oh, you need to play this with headphones. I was like, okay. So I played with headphones the second day and I was like, oh, I was like on edge. It was very, very um, tense, I think. Unsettling. Unsettling. Um, because she does have the voices in her head and they're always talking in one way or another. And then sometimes there's this other, this darkness that's also in her head that goes and there's just the sounds are just so much more intense when you have the headphones on so if anybody's into psychological horror apparently as a genre of games mm, yeah if you're into that you'll like this um because that's apparently one of the genres for the game um, okay yeah i i haven't played it myself but i've heard yeah. people say if you're gonna play this you need to play it with a nice headset on where it lets you do the the voices and like yeah. you know the left side and the right side. So yes, like, it makes you feel like you're hearing them yeah. in your head, not just yeah. coming at you in the speaker. Right, and it definitely made a huge difference because both times I was playing, or excuse me, all three times I was playing, you were up here playing too, and so the first time I could kind of hear you talking because you were playing your own party chat, whatever, mm-hmm. and so like it kind of took me out, and so it worked for me though because it was less creepy to me. Yeah. So when I was playing with the headphones at the end, I was like, oh, like I kind of just was like really taken up. It was, I was just tense because it was so much to have all those voices. And the one thing that was nice about the headphones though, because you have both sides and all that, mm. the voices help you in battle. Oh, kind of like tell you like where somebody they'll is. They'll be like behind you. But like if they say it from this side, then that means the person, the, the enemies on that side or whatever. So... Because okay. you've got a voice on this side and a voice on that side. There's multiple voices, yeah. but depending, I kind of noticed when I heard them say it on this side, the enemy was actually on my opposite side. So I don't know if that was just a uh, coincidence. So it's behind you based off where you hear it, not behind you, physically behind you. I think it's physically behind you, but I don't know. It was. Is it first person or third you for can, the game? The game, like, uh, how, is it, do you see the character or is it all like perspective third, of you? Third third person okay yeah um and there's a really scary mechanic which i think is probably not really true but it's a thing and so it freaks me out and that's another reason that i quit because i'm not really sure how it's going to go forward you every time you die there's a darkness that creeps up your arm so if you and keep dying eventually it says you eventually if that reaches your head then you die like permanent permadeath permadeath okay yeah. that's, that's kind of cool that's what it that's told cool me mechanic. Anyway. so get good or Get good Start or get out, completely. I guess. Yeah. So I went through the second fucking puzzle of the tree thing, and it's like a fire situation. Yeah. You have to go find all these runes in the exact right order and get out of there before the fire gets you. And if you don't, then you keep dying. And so yeah. I did. I died like five times, and I was like, ah! So I had to quit because gotcha. I didn't want to completely permanently die. Gotcha. And so now I'm... Do you yeah. know if there's settings for difficulty, or is it just basically that's... It's one difficulty, you just got to be able to do it. Uh, Well, there was battle difficulty, but I don't know if that helps you with puzzles. Okay. Um, 
So I set my battle difficulty to easy. There's lot. There's okay. like four or five settings for that. Like you can go crazy. If okay. You want. Interesting. Um, I'm probably gonna try this out then. Yeah. It seems like a game you would probably enjoy. Like there's there's a good amount of story driven like walking and then finding puzzles and stuff but there's enough battle especially like i felt like there was enough battle and i was on easy so if you go up higher you'll have more enemies at different intervals than i did okay so you might want to check it out give it um based off what you've played i would give it a four okay blades (laughs) not sacrifices a four sacrifices yeah that's probably better um (laughs) So, I really liked it, and I really wish I was good enough to get past the puzzle that I fucking got pissed at, because I would like to keep playing it, but... Well, if you want, I could try to get past that spot, and then yeah. you just continue from there. It just... It's, it's the same... If you want. It's the same reason that I left Ori in the Blind Forest, because it's one puzzle that I... Can, I've gotten through... Progressively, I've gotten through all the steps, except for the last one. And the last mm. one, I have to, keep, have to do the whole thing over again. Mm. And then I die when the stupid fucking fire gets me after I've gotten all three runes. Gotcha. So and it's so, more about, I don't want to waste my time again. Yes. Rather than... Yeah. And okay. it's... So, it's one of those things where I get I just get mad. Because I've done the fucking puzzle. I just can't get back to the exit. <laughs> so, okay. anyway. I liked it. And I think everybody should try it. With headphones. Okay. Yeah. So it was pretty long, but it was pretty intensive a game. Okay. And this is the game that's getting a sequel on Series X. Yeah. Yeah. I think Xbox actually, I think Microsoft bought the company. I think that's correct, yeah. For, uh, for their lineup. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. <sighs> All right. So that so... was our Game Pass challenge. Yeah. So you've been playing... Uh, Warzone and whatnot with friends, so you didn't do this challenge because I didn't officially challenge you, so you get a pass this I week. challenged myself, though. Did you? To not play? I challenged myself to play nothing but Warzone. Okay. And so win back-to-back I... games. Yeah. And then another game the next day okay. with a different teammate okay. in our trios. Well, I guess you won then. Fucking succeeded. Yeah. Okay. Well, good job. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's get into TV news. Uh, this is big news for anyone who's been waiting for HBO Max. Um, they're doing a limited time special that if you sign up for the annual package, then you get the service for eleven ninety nine a month instead of, what is it, fourteen ninety nine? Yes. Yeah, so you save three bucks a month, which is... Yeah. It's not nothing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you'd have to pay it all at once, I assume. Right. But... Uh, you also get, I found out, HBO currently until mm-hmm. it comes out later this month. Okay. Yeah. And so that's kind of cool. Yeah. And you save, uh, what's that, $36 in a year, which is half a game. Yeah. So, it's so legit. I'm pretty interested in this one. I think yeah. we should try it out. Yeah, we'll have to check it out. Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. That's all. That's it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so, Goosebumps, the old children's book, or young adult as you put it, which is not accurate. Well, that's just what they call it in bookstores, the young adult section. Uh, anyways, they, they kind of migrated to a couple feature films uh, that didn't do that great. They are returning to live action TV series. 
Uh, Sony Pictures Television and Scholastic Entertainment have collaborated and are going to put together a live-action series yet again. Okay. There was one back on Fox, if you remember. Yes. In the 90s. I do remember that, yes. Which I really enjoyed that show. Yeah. Uh, Retrospective probably was bad, but I was a child. Probably, yeah. (laughs) And it's going to be produced by the guy who did the uh, original films... Neil H. Mortis. Hopefully he does a better job. <laughs> yeah, maybe he learned from his mistakes. We saw the first film. It was okay. It was an interesting concept of mushing all these stories together. But it was very kid-ish. Yeah. Which I guess they are meant for kids. But the Fox show had a more darker tone, I felt, than what they did with this. Right. For the films. Yeah. Uh, so I'd like to see them kind of go more... In that direction, especially after seeing oh, yeah. scary stories that. to tell in the dark, that movie really did, I think, took it to a new level for what they can do for a PG thirteen. Right. I forgot about that movie. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah, and there's a sequel that we haven't watched. But I think oh, yeah. it's on Netflix. I didn't even realize there was a sequel. Okay, cool. We'll have to check it out. The problem is when you have Jack Black in your movie, no one's gonna take it seriously. Fair. So, I don't think anyone would be like, oh, this is going to be scary. Yeah. Was it supposed to be scary? I mean, Goosebumps was intended to be, like, horror stories. Yeah, but they were scary for kids. I'm just wondering if they're supposed to be scary for adults, too. Well, again. Now I want to go back and read a Goosebumps book. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do they still exist? I mean, probably. Like, are they still making new ones? I doubt it. (laughs) Maybe. I mean, I have no idea. Depends on how bored sure Arnold re- Stein is. I'm sure they're republishing the old ones. Yeah, with easily. With new covers and shit. Yeah. I know they had, like, later labels that were, like, these weird covers that were like um, reflective or some they shit. They would change... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was, like, a new... Fancy bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, those were really popular when I was in elementary school. Mm-hmm. I remember just wanting to buy... Like, I, uh, one time I got... The, it was the, the Scarecrow book. I don't remember what it was called. Mm-hmm. The one about the Scarecrow. It was like a yellow book. Yeah. I got that one at, like, the bookstore the night before it was actually supposed to be released or something. Mm-hmm. So I got it before anybody else did. I brought it to school and I was, like, really cool because I had it and they didn't. Yeah. Didn't read it yet, but felt cool, you know? That's all that matters. Yeah. It didn't matter that you school. read it. They didn't know. <laughs> the only thing that matters in elementary school is looking cool because you have things that you don't need. Yeah. And getting cookies in your school lunch. Yeah. Uh, but if you want some real goosebumps. <laughs> okay. Please elaborate. <laughs> Hellraiser mm, is coming okay. back to HBO as a TV series. Okay. According to Deadline, director from the 2018 Halloween film, David Gordon Green, is going to direct the pilot and several other episodes early in the series. Okay. Uh, it's going to be scripted by Vets Mark Verheiden, who did Battlestar Galactica and Daredevil, and Michael Dofferty, who did Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and Trick or Treat, which I've never heard of but nope. <laughs> very generic title uh so question is hellraiser the one with like nails in his face yeah okay pinhead pinhead okay got it got it i used to confuse him and freddy krueger 
Because I feel like okay. Freddy Krueger looks like him without the nails. <laughs> okay. In the face. I mean, not at all. No? Okay. Freddy Krueger looks like he's like a burn victim. Well, yeah, he is, isn't he? Valid. <laughs> <laughs> and Pinhead just looks like he's like been using a lot of oil of Olay <laughs> and getting uh this product placement there needle grandma. needle <laughs> and getting those like needle therapy acupuncture, acupuncture yeah. things all over his head okay sure sounds great <laughs> clearly there's not is much oil of Olay not a thing anymore i mean i don't know okay i mean you said grandma like it's like an old relic well it is but i am not saying it's not around it's just like okay I don't know. <laughs> Isn't like Body of Olay like the same brand? What? Isn't, did I make that name up? Yes. Body of Olay is not I a thing? I think you did. Isn't that the body wash? It's just Olay is oh. what they call it now. So it's just like Spanish body wash? <laughs> no. Okay. Olay, previously oil of Olay, is an American skincare So I So I didn't make it up. No, you didn't make it up, but it's not been called Oil of Olay for a while. <laughs> it's been called just Olay, because they realized that was weird. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a good thing that I'm not on top of the facts about Oil of Olay? It, it means I don't die hard follow the brand. I guess that's fair. So you're welcome. <laughs> 1999 is when they changed the name to Olay. <laughs> so you know. I was just curious. Cool. Cool. <laughs> You've dated me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, tell me more about this. Stop. Pin. Stop. <laughs> He's already dead. Yeah. <laughs> tell me more about this Hellraiser show. <laughs> so, it's not a remake. It's a rebranding. Okay. On that subject. Much like Oil of Olay <laughs> is now Olay. Okay. Uh, but they are going to add the past mythology of the films okay uh this is stuff i did not know because i've only seen a couple of them mm -hmm. and i was young so i didn't really pay much attention to the plot mm -hmm. uh so pinhead as we put it is the character mm -hmm. the, that you said looked like freddy krueger even though he doesn't with pins in his face <laughs> obviously ah yes pin face freddy <laughs> this is coming from someone who didn't watch these movies when i was younger okay <laughs> I just used to confuse who they were. Uh, so he is the leader of the Cenobites. Okay. This is sounding very Scientology so far. It is, yeah. Uh, and he would make an appearance at some form in this show. Makes okay. sense. It's about him, yeah. essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Cenobites are former humans turned demons that live in an extra-dimensional realm and they are activated through a puzzle box called the Lament Configuration. Are you sure this isn't about Scientology? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Scientology made up their whole background just based by off watching Pinhead. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's Hellraiser, but yes. Okay. Yeah, I know. I just I was trying to be cool and use the nickname like you. Yeah. Uh. So. The Cenobites come from hell to harvest human souls and keep balance between good and evil. It sounds like they're more on the side of evil. Yeah. Than the balance of keep it. Keep balance. Okay. <laughs> sure thing. 
Also, being called Cenobites makes me feel like they're like the putty men of Power Rangers. I'm picturing like centipedes or roly polies, like a cross between those. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they just make me think of like little bugs with lots of legs. Yeah. Or like popcorn bugs. <laughs> what? Because they're like bites. Oh, yeah, small bite-sized bugs. <laughs> As bite most side are. centipedes. Yeah. Um, um. <laughs> Cut that one in eight pieces. Yeah. And make it bites. <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of finding the balance between good and evil, Disney Plus has impacted uh, Disney channels in certain areas. So we've got this great new service, Disney Plus, that people are enjoying, but it's yeah. fucking over people that have the actual Disney channels that they subscribe to through their uh, cable bullshits. Yeah. Goddamn Mickey Bites. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the Walt Disney Company has made the decision to begin closing down several different Disney-themed channels in a variety of different countries, including New Zealand, Italy, Germany, Australia, the UK, and others. Um, notably, we've got Disney Channel and Disney Junior are being shut down in Italy and Australia. Disney XD is being shut down in Germany, France, and Spain. That's a huge bummer because I feel like that's where we used to watch like all the good Disney cartoon or animated stuff. Yeah, I watched... Well... Avengers Assemble and all that stuff. But okay. now they're all on, they're all on Disney, Disney Plus, Plus. So it doesn't so matter. But it just kind of sucks for people I'm who already... I'm assuming all of these programs that we're going to continue will just be on Disney Plus. I know. I'm just but... thinking of the people who are stuck in the middle of their like dish subscription like we that's were. That's true. <laughs> that sucks for them. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then finally, Disney XD Plus is leaving, um, is being leaving from the UK. Which I didn't even know was a thing. I've never heard of I didn't... XD Plus. I don't know what that means. I... Yeah. <laughs> it's like XD, but more yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> so that's a bummer for them although Hopefully. it would probably be worse if you were gaining disney xd minus because you're getting less true very true so you know yeah. you're getting screwed out of some of it not yeah. all of it yeah at least with all of it they're just like straight up to your face yeah what are you gonna do bitch yeah it's true you know you get minus and they're like here you go Making you feel like you're still having something, but you're like, okay, okay thank you. I'll take what I can get. Yeah. I'm a bitch. Pull out your box of Cenobites. <laughs> Mickey Bites. Mickey Bites. Uh, okay, so let's talk about the TV we watched. I think that we finally reached the end of that news. Yeah. I guess it really wasn't that much. Yeah. Well, I do want to add one little thing. Okay. Okay, so, I mean, yeah, this sounds like it's terrible news, but like... This is kind of what you would expect, right? Yeah. This is a company who would have to be competing with itself, essentially. Yes, definitely. It's no different than why you don't release two Marvel movies in the same fucking month. Yeah. Because you're gonna you're gonna cannibalize each other. So yeah, no, it's reasonable. Having too many outputs or whatever channels that you're you're putting content on is gonna make it harder to convince people that they need to have these different outlets. Yeah. Yeah, no, it makes total sense, too, because all of their extra little bullshit Disney channels, they don't need them anymore because they can just put all of that on Disney Plus. Exactly. And have the one Disney channel and be like, watch this, uh, blah, yeah. blah, blah, on and Disney they, Plus. And they don't need to have all these contracts exactly. to have these channels with different yeah. cable providers. And then we can finally make Dish Network die in a ditch somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More like Ditch Network, am I right? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> that was good. 
I unintentionally set that up. Did you? Yeah. Or did I intentionally make it better? Mm-hmm. That's all. Okay. Just want to make clear, like, it sounds like bad news, but, like, in reality, it's just the natural yeah, 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 for changes sure. that you're going to yeah, see. Yeah, I didn't mean to imply, like, oh, fuck this. Like, I think yeah. it's not unreasonable that it's happening. It's just, you know, factually that it's happening. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, we'll talk about the TV we watched. We watched a... We talked about the trailer for this. Uh, Bruise... Bruise Brothers. I thought I said it wrong. <laughs> Bruise Brothers. Bruised <laughs> Brothers. Every time I say it, I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Yeah, and I, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> Bruise Brothers, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we checked this out on Netflix. Yeah. And it was... We had talked about the trailer a while back. Yeah. Um, and I just... We actually had watched it, I think, last week or something. We just completely yeah. forgot. Totally forgot to talk about it, which is telling. other things. Maybe a little bit telling that yeah. we forgot about it. Um, <laughs> um, I think... Okay, so it's got, I don't know, a number of actors that are, like, in comedy stuff. They're... Okay. Starting strong. I mean, I... Eh. <laughs> It wasn't like a... I didn't recognize anybody but the main character who wasn't in a comedy. <laughs> um, He was in something else that wasn't uh, Orange is the New Black, though, and, okay. I, and it was a comedy. Yeah, that's the only thing I knew him yeah. from. Um, yeah, the young kid security guard from Orange is the New Black is one of the main characters in this. I cannot remember his name, so I'm a jerk. Sorry. I think it was young kid Young kid, guard. probably. Um, and then there's also uh, the guy from The League is in it. Well, he's As a like side character. a one episode character. <laughs> True. Which I think he's a part of the production of the show. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Um, so yeah, it doesn't have a very well-known cast. It seems... Uh, it's from the creators of The League. Yes. And it was very apparent that they were trying to replicate The League. Yes. On Netflix. Yes. It, it, it fell short to me. Yeah, it wasn't the right... There wasn't enough uh material i don't know listening i honestly feel like the cast of the league i could just probably i assume half of the lines in that show are just improv because they just shit talk yeah, to each you other could tell a lot of that was improv yeah. and they just had really good chemistry and they're just really hilarious um and really good chemistry with each other exactly yeah. is the biggest point and i think uh there's just not as much, not as many heavy lifters in the comedy realm in this show to be yes. able to do that. The show felt like it was very scripted. Every line felt like they were trying to overemphasize the punchline. Mm -hmm. uh, it just felt very forced at yeah. times. Mm -hmm. uh, the concept of like the scenarios they got in in each episode were half-baked i felt like yeah they, they had potential they had a good idea of where they were going with the joke or the the premise but it felt like they just didn't polish it off yeah and it just fell short every time yeah there was times i did laugh but yeah. overall it felt like they tried too hard yeah and and they they probably thought that they were gonna just have another league Mm -hmm. coming out and it just didn't work and you could kind of see with certain characters like they were clearly this character from the league they were that character yeah uh there's the the employee that he's like 
cleans the shop and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was clearly a taco-type character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's the, the German... What were they called? Oh, the monk. Monk. Yeah. yeah. So there was the German monk, and he was clearly Belgian. like a uh, Rafi character, mm-hmm. I felt like. Yeah. Um, and they were probably the best characters of the show. Well, the monk was probably my, one of my favorite the characters. The monk was probably one of the best ones. Uh, I, prefer, I preferred the two food truck characters over the entire cast. Really? Of... The bar itself, okay. to be honest. Okay. I thought the whole thing was so completely unrealistic and weird. Like, there were just too many scenarios that were like, that's not a thing. Yeah. And so that's why I didn't love it. I feel like if it was... See, because there's things that happen in the league that are super weird, but, like, they're kind of within the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. But there's not too much in there that you're like no that wouldn't happen like mm. <laughs> there it's ridiculous but it's just reasonable enough yeah. to be like oh my god that could happen and but so, that, that also was a show that started at a small scale like it was literally just about a league of friends yeah playing fantasy football yeah and then it grew as it got a more successful yeah. and they kind of expanded and they actually had cameos from right. football players and stuff right. and it became something more than what it yeah. was meant to be what did that show start on was it on hulu it was on fx fx i don't think hulu was even a thing at the time oh yeah you're right it was on fx i remember i watched it when it was first on and i was like it was like this was little show that i think you're, it was fx or fxx but fx yeah, yeah. was okay first but yeah, yeah you're, you're right you're right uh and this show feels like they just didn't know where they were going with it yeah, it seemed like they were trying to create chemistry where there wasn't any Yeah, between the characters. And the premise was a cool idea, but it was just weirdly executed and I didn't I didn't love it. I, that being said, I think if you're just wanting to look, put something on that's kind of funny in the background, go yeah, for it. I, I yeah. had chuckles, but I like, it's it. nothing that I, I think was like, I can't wait for season two. Yeah. And it's a short show. I think it was like eight episodes. Yeah. 20 to 30 minute episodes yeah they were short so not even 30 minutes yeah easy. They were like you just want to put something, something on to unwind or whatever you're doing yeah it was an, so i wouldn't go running out and telling everyone to watch it but if you're bored yeah sure it, and of course it's the first season so they could take feedback and expand and make it a better show than mm-hmm. it is yeah uh but right now it's just it's okay yeah it's nothing that i would praise but it, yeah. it didn't I didn't waste time watching it. Yeah. Um, uh, so I'm going to give it uh, a three out of five uh, bruise, I guess. I'm also giving it a three out of five bruise. Should I give it brothers instead? You do what you got to do. Okay. Well, there were only two brothers, so. Yeah. I'm going to give it three bruise. Okay. Um, And then... This is actually really exciting. We finally were able to watch Mythic Quest on Apple TV+. Plus. We got our uh, seven-day trial, so we, like, powered through it. Yeah, once I realized it was a seven-day trial, I was like, yeah. yep, mm-hmm. finally watching this show. Yeah. Which was probably the only show I cared about on Apple TV+, Plus well, that I was aware of. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, we also started another show, Pro Tip. Defending Jacob is not done yet, so if you're going to do your trial, don't do it yet. <laughs> Wait like two weeks. Yeah, give it a couple weeks and then do it. 
I was under the impression the whole show was there and then it yeah. wasn't. So yeah. I'm like, oh, this is un- we fucked ourselves. This is confusing. <laughs> uh, but anyway, back to Mythic Quest. It's a game. Uh, a game. It's a show about a game studio, um, and it was really cool. I liked it. I think it was hilarious. Yeah, it was an interesting premise. It, it kind of felt like it was going to be like a Silicon Valley concept, but like the gaming yeah. aspect of the tech world, not yeah. just coding in general. Right. Right. Uh, and it's the creator of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Rob McElhaney. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never had to say his name out loud. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that's how uh, it's said. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it's a it's a solid show. It's yeah. funny. Uh, there's a lot of, they take a lot of cutscene stuff as like kind of transitional uh, yeah. stuff that was from really video cool. games, which was kind of a cool thing. And like yeah. what they take was like, kind of like a quick little skit of like summing up or making a joke off of the last scene or going into the next scene mm-hmm. kind of you know it'll be like a medieval guy executing somebody and it just right. kind of like implies and you know it kind of goes into what the joke or premise of what's going on is and they had clever things like that yeah um they had and there was games that were very recognizable they had assassin's creed at one moment they oh, had definitely. uh for honor and stuff. So there's clearly product placement, not saying the name of the game, yeah. but like just, but it's very, Oh, I know what that game is. Yeah. So I'm sure that was to help with funding. Yeah. Uh, plus it would be a lot cheaper than having to make fake game content. Yes. For exactly. the show. Yeah. Uh, but the whole premise of the show is this successful open world game. It's like an MMO. MMORPG. And uh, basically, it's just about the characters of people who run the company. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. It was yeah. like eight episodes. Or no, nine episodes. Nine episodes, yeah. I remember because I was surprised by the ninth. And I was yeah. excited. Like, oh, we got... I found a fry in the bottom of the bag yeah. after <laughs> episode eight. Yeah. Yeah. And it has some interesting themes, such as being a woman in tech or in gaming yeah, specifically. Yeah, they definitely, uh, you know, put their foot down on on issues that are not just in the world, but just uh, but also specific to the gaming industry mm-hmm. that people uh, are kind of putting more focus on. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that that one chick, which I cannot remember her name... I usually think she's funny, but I hated her in this. Michelle. Yeah. Yeah, I hated her. I like her in what, other things. I assume her character is supposed to be hated she's by her personality. She's supposed to be hated, but she was a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> but I liked her, and I don't even know what the fuck else I saw her in, but I've liked her before. Yeah, I recognized her. I just yeah. didn't know what from. Uh, and the actor that plays Cricket is also in the show. Yes. From It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Which was fun to see him as a character who's not homeless yeah. and crazy looking yeah. and but you can still, psycho. You can still also kind of imagine this is like a prequel This to- is him before. <laughs> it's always sunny. Yeah. 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 He like loses. That's, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in that same vein, it was hard too to see what's his name who plays Mac. Yeah. Because he's also, he created the Rob, show, but he's also yeah. the star of the show yes. to an extent. Yeah. 
it was kind of hard too to see him in this because I know him as Mac for so many years. It's yes. like it's a little hard to see him in this, but it's at the same time, his character was a little. I guess you could see him because of like the personality of the character. Like yes. he, you could see that he could play this character pretty well. Yeah, it kind of felt like a mix between Dennis and Mac. Yeah, I definitely, absolutely, you're right. That's true. Um, but it was a really solid, fun show <laughs> uh, with twists. Like, it felt like a show where I was like, "Oh, this is predictable. This is predictable." But then, yeah. like, there was like shit. I was there like, was "What?" Some pretty intense twists. Why is there even a twist on this kind of a show? <laughs> yeah, and it was actually very, very uh, intriguing where they they took it. So I am very excited for watching a season two. I assume it'll get one. I don't know if this was meant to be like a draw people in, but not necessarily gonna continue show. But it felt like it had a, a ending that's going to lead into a season two. Yeah, definitely. I hope so. And hopefully there's another seven-day trial by the time that happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> call, call up Apple customer service. Yes. Will season two be out within five days? <laughs> My seven-day trial is almost it's up. It's almost up. I need you to fast-track that for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think, I think this is a lot of fun. And there were some slightly unrealistic things but like really not like blood ocean yeah <laughs> like blood ocean for example <laughs> um lotion yeah but uh i don't know it was interesting to see the mechanics of the what might may or may not be how it really is in a real mm-hmm. gaming studio. Yeah. Um, and they that you could see that the main subject of the show compared to a different one, a different gaming studio, was it vastly different as well. Now, that was so, intriguing to me. I was like, I never thought about that. Like, maybe they all just kind of run in their own way. Yeah, yeah. And they don't necessarily do things the same way. Right. Like, I never really thought about that. I figured it was like this. This is the standard of how companies run in the yeah. gaming industry. But, like, yeah. and it's kind of like how companies that you work, you know, in general yeah. at are like. Where yeah. you may know something, but you go to another company that's a competitor, and then they do it completely different, but the same outcome. Yes. Um, one thing I think was, I don't want to say bothersome, they had some smaller side story stuff that I felt was like they didn't go anywhere with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly with the testers. Like, yeah. they didn't, like, they led up to this thing. They kind of built it up like it was a thing. And, like, you know that it's supposed to be a thing, but then they don't really do anything with it in the end. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's supposed to be, like, a long-term mm-hmm. story arc for those characters. Yeah. Um. Which, they were not as big of a role as I thought they were going to be yeah. in the show. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's one thing is I hope that they do expand on some of these characters going into season two. Yeah. Because some of them felt like they weren't given a lot of time or story to work with. Mm-hmm. They were kind of just there to fill in and be like, see, there's more people in this company. Yes. True. But that could be budgetary reasons, you know. Maybe they 
we'll get a bigger budget and they'll be allowed to expand on that stuff more. Yeah. So, uh, I would give this, uh, I'll give it a five. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It had a very strong foundation of what it can be. Like, I feel like this could be a solid three to five season show if they play it right. And, yeah. And, you know, keep it creative mm-hmm. and don't fall into the same cycle of problem solution like yeah. Silicon Valley got to at a certain point. Right. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I feel like a poser, but I'm giving it a five also. Yeah. Five myths or quests? Which one? Five quests. Okay, I'll give it five myths then. Okay. Or mythic. Yeah. Mythics. Yeah. I'm giving it five mythics. Or five blood oceans. Blotions. <laughs> Ridiculous. Okie dokie. The whole concept of a blood ocean, I don't think you can have five of them. No. It's like There's one entity. One. Yeah. I'm really interested <laughs> to see where they go with that. Um, okay. So, is it time for Trailer Trash or Treasure? Yes. The first trailer we watched is uh, Netflix V the World. Ironically, on Amazon Prime. <laughs> but not even included in Amazon Prime. Yeah, have to so pay extra what the fuck it. is this? I, I see it promoted as an Amazon Prime thing. Yeah. And they're charging you for it. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> not a thing. So we will not be watching it, but you should check it out. Check it out. Let us know if it's worth yeah. our uh, $2.99 or $9.99. Because for your reference, if you feel like paying for it, it is two ninety nine to rent or nine ninety nine to buy on Amazon. Yeah, and so I guess based off the fact that I watched the trailer, was interested in it, and then I saw you had to pay for it, and I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm good. I think that sets up that it's the typical for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like I was interested, but not enough to pay yeah. for it. Like it should be included in something. It's, yeah. And it's also weird that it's not not on Netflix. I but. mean, it's an interesting concept though, because it, it it goes into like what they were when they first started, and this is yeah. back when Blockbuster when still existed. Discs. Yeah. And uh, it's just so weird to me that it's an Amazon Prime thing. Like, I don't know if it's Amazon Prime or Amazon funded this, or if it's just conveniently on Amazon Prime. Or is it on other outlets? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's very confusing. It's clearly not on Netflix. Clearly not on Netflix, which is very strange to me. Which then makes me wonder, is it going to make it in the negative light? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then Blood Quantum. Yeah, not to be mistaken with Blood Ocean. Yeah, very different, hopefully. Uh, this one is streaming only on Shudder, which, lucky for you, has a 30-day trial. If you guys are interested in this movie, this was uh, ba- basic premise. It seems like it's a zombie movie, and I know yeah. that there's a lot of zombie fatigue right yeah. now. But it seemed like it had a very interesting take on it, where a certain ethnicity is essentially immune to the zombie outbreak, and they're pretty much the survivors in the zombie apocalypse. Yes, and so there's. Very clear, you know, social uh, commentary. Yes, in that. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was kind of an interesting take, and I'm interested in yeah, it. Yeah, it's an interesting idea. Um, I'm going to give it a typical, but I'll watch it. Like, I'm not super jazzed about it, but I would watch it. So I'm going to call it typical for me. Yeah, okay. Um, 
I'd say treasure. I was I was pretty interested in this okay. idea. All right. I feel like they can do a lot with the the symbolism and shit. And... Yeah. Now, let's get into the fucking movie stuff. <laughs> yeah. Let's move into <laughs> ease. <laughs> move into ease exactly. Uh, Charlie Cox has been long rumored to be playing Daredevil within the MCU. And most recently, the rumors are that he's going to be in Spider-Man 3. But talking to comicbook.com through a Zoom chat, uh, Charlie Cox has said, I hadn't heard those rumors, but it is certainly not with my Daredevil. I'm not involved in it. If that's true, it's not with me. It's with another actor. So I guess take it as is that he's not involved. But Mm -hmm. at the same time... Marvel is not shy to lie to people's faces about what they are doing because they want the surprise factor or, you know, it's not working with their marketing that they want to do right now. Yeah. So, you know, really this is, it's, I guess, just to say he's saying he's not in it. Yeah. But you never know. And there's no real proof that Daredevil's even involved in a Spider-Man film. Right. But... It's possible it was because just of the rights and all that stuff. and It was just a rumor that he was going to be Spider-Man's lawyer, right? Yes, okay. based off what's happening yeah. far from home. Right. Uh, it would be an e- easy way to introduce the character. Uh, if they be- did bring his character in specifically from the show, then that's great. They would probably have to change a lot, though, because I feel like the show didn't really work well with the MCU Especially with what they've changed. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. It's just whatever. He, he played a really good Daredevil. So yeah. I, I would be interested to see what he can do if they do bring him in. But I guess yeah. it's really one of those non-news news stories. Eh, it's a thing. Yeah. But uh, you know what is new? <laughs> what? Uh, Rise of Skywalker drops on Disney Plus today for... May the fourth be with us. You're right. That is not all. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> um, this is interesting because Disney is breaking its usual preferred seven-month window between theater and video on demand release. Um, Rise of Skywalker will be on Disney Plus just five months after the theatrical release due to the current pandemic. Okay. Um, yeah, we've seen other movies that have done rush yes. uh, releases. I, yeah. I know uh, Birds of Prey was like, probably the earliest i think it was like only a couple months after mm-hmm. after it was out of theaters right so you know companies are trying things i think disney thought they needed to have something big obviously with star wars day being today right. they were like we need something big that's gonna show what better than the latest movie to bring in people to the service right yes as a side note Shameless self-promotion. If you are just now getting to the point where you're going to watch Rise of Skywalker, check out our spoiler cast when you're done. It's our episode 12.5. I'm, I'm going to fucking unshamelessly promote ourselves twice, actually. Okay. Uh, go check out our episode with the spoiler-free review. Oh, fair enough. And then go watch the fucking movie. Yeah. And then be like, yeah, they were right. And then... <laughs> Go listen to our spoiler review, which yeah. is a full couple hours of us talking about Rise of the Skywalker. Yeah, we went fucking nuts. That was intense. 
It was a good time. But it was good. Yeah, no, it was really good. That episode is what defines what the title dissecting this fiction means. That we really went off the rails. Unfortunately, there hasn't been like a lot of (laughs) movies like Marvel movies and shit that have come out that we have been able to really do what the point of this podcast is. Yeah. Which is upsetting. But if if you're wondering why we don't really truly dissect anything, it's because we haven't had a lot of material to dissect. But you can see what we mean by checking out that spoiler cast, which I believe is uh, episode 12 or 12.5. I don't know if we did a The point five would be the full spoiler one. Yeah, it'll say it in the title. But uh, if you have a spare several hours. Um. (laughs) If not... You better fucking quit your job. <laughs> um, or at least tell your boss, I have the Rona. I need to be quarantined for 14 days. <laughs> also coming to Disney Plus today, or I guess already on Disney Plus today, is the Mandalorian documentary episode one and Clone Wars season finale. So those are the yeah. three big ones that they dropped for uh, Star Wars Day. Yeah, we talked about the... Uh, Mandalorian documentary a little bit I think a couple weeks ago yeah it was the Disney gallery something like that was the title of the yes the series Mm -hmm. and this was basically the first season if you will yeah about the Mandalorian uh yeah so episode one's already there and it's gonna be the week-to-week thing and haven't watched it yet but I'm I'm excited to watch that yeah definitely Uh, and I just finished Star Wars uh final episode today I wanted time to digest it so that I could then dissect it. Yeah. I'm going to write a review for it as well for a uh, website called popcultureleftovers.com. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Also, within the Star Wars May the Fourth Be With You theme, uh, there is going to be a bunch of social media virtual content available for people for the next two days. Depending when you hear this, it may be gone. <laughs> Sucks to say. Yeah. <laughs> perhaps there will be, at some point, perhaps next year, a new hope to listen <laughs> okay. to it. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, but for those who get it in time, uh, there just a bunch of different social media outlets are covering stuff a bench of essentially going to do like Q and A's and watch parties with like some of the films. So uh, like comic New York comic con C2E2 book con stuff like that. They're all doing these things that you could just look up the uh, it's hosted by read pop. You could just look up their event online mm-hmm. And see, like, who they have, when they're doing things. You can just uh, literally Google uh, Read Pop Virtual Event May 4th and you'll find it. Yeah. And then, of course, they'll have more stuff on Revenge of the Fifth. Yeah. Which I personally think is way better Yeah. of a day than May the 4th Be With You. Yeah. Is it because it's Cinco de Mayo? No, actually, oh. I always forget that. <laughs> <laughs> so... This year is the first year in many years that uh, Cinco de Mayo is on a Tuesday, on a Taco Tuesday, and we can't. Oh, go out of our that house. is that's oh yeah, it's horseshit. This wedding is horseshit. Yeah, the Rona <laughs> beat us. Yep. 
that's that's how we all get defeated. Yeah. Not being able to go to Taco Tuesday yeah. on Cinco de Mayo. Now that's a real new hope that people will have. All right. <laughs> uh, but the finale of news, as far as Star Wars Day goes. Mm-hmm. Taika Waititi to direct and co-write a new Star Wars feature film. Which is pretty fucking nuts. Uh, and who's joining him, I assume in the co-writing aspect, yeah. Christy Wilson Cairns? Carnes? I, I think so, Cairns. Karn, Cairns? Oh, it was not Cairns. <laughs> More than one Karen? Ugh. Yeah. And she also wrote for 1917. That's a pretty fucking intense combo right there. So do you think it's going to just be like a Star Wars movie about like a stormtrooper on a mission? <laughs> you only ever see him. Yeah. And he just walks yeah. for like two hours yeah. to get the mission accomplished. Yeah. And then, you know. Maybe. I hope not. It's two hours <laughs> of him getting to the rebellion yeah. Uh, attack. Yeah. And then he shoots and he misses. <laughs> yeah and he just screams up in the sky yeah not again <laughs> and then Darth Vader makes a cameo and, and force chokes him yeah I guess we'll have to see if that's what happens <laughs> <laughs> I know we talked about this once before the uh there was a rumor I think that Taika Waititi was gonna be involved in Star Wars and- yeah I was trying to think about this I there was either rumors we talked about or we straight up said it would be really fun to see him do a Star Wars film. Yeah. Which, I'm going to assume that's what we did. Yeah. Because it sounds way cooler that yeah. we predicted this. Yeah. Which, I'm sure everybody fucking said that they wanted yeah. this, so. Because who wouldn't want that? It sounds like it'd be great. So, I'm excited for that. It'd be interesting. Yeah. You think this will further the uh, potential for a crossover with the MCU? Maybe. Seems That's like more of a joke. Yeah. I, I, it's not. It's, <laughs> okay. Realistically, is it gonna happen? Yeah. But you never know. Uh, yeah. They want money, Disney and it, can do it some works. Crazy shit. Yeah. I guess speaking of, there's still more Disney. It's not that exciting though. There's always Disney. Yeah. There's they're always, always Disney. They're always moving chess pieces. Yeah. Uh, Hercules is getting a live action remake. So the movie from 1997. Wow. Is it that old? Jesus. Um, <laughs> and I've never seen it. I've seen it, but I literally don't remember most of it because yeah. it's been that long. This um, is older than Oil of Olay. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh. <laughs> it's older than the name change, though. Oh, this is older <laughs> than Olay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, Just throwing out facts. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag truths. Yeah. Uh, the, Russo brothers, the Russo brothers will produce... Uh, David Callaham, who wrote The Expendables and the upcoming Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, will be writing? Yeah, will be writing. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's unclear if it's a musical or more serious like the upcoming Mulan. I don't think the original was a musical, so I doubt it would be. Uh, I think it had musical parts to it. I think there was like songs that they sang. Maybe. Again, I didn't see it. Yeah. I was too busy buying... Goosebumps? Oil of LA and Goosebumps. <laughs> um, this I hate. Ariana Grande rumored for the role of Megara. That's a hard pass. I don't know how real that is. That might be like... from Because like when I read that, I looked a little bit more into it. And what I understood was 
she was on some some thing, mm-hmm. some show or something where she sang yeah. a song from oh, okay. the movie. Okay. And so people were like, oh, she should play this person now, which was the character who sang the song. Okay. Uh, Megara. Megara. There yeah. you go. And so I think it's more of a fan casting than it is a real thing, mm-hmm. but like the rumors are that's what it is now. I hate it. Which it could just be that maybe it spawned because of people wanting right, right. it. Well, I'm interested to see a live action remake of Hercules because I'm interested to see who they cast as Hercules. <laughs> Obviously, John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a bad call. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> he kind of would look like him. Yeah. But I like The Rock better. Yeah, well, he was already Hercules. I know. That's why I like it better. Yeah. You want it to be a sequel <laughs> yeah. or a prequel? Um, all right. So, you know, that's fun. We'll see what happens with that. Um, so on a more serious note, the Oscars change the rules for next year. The next awards show, which is next I year. thought you said a more serious note. Yeah. And more serious as in, like, not fun. Oh. <laughs> I was just confused because the Oscars are a joke. I know. But um, going forward, but only for only the ninety third Oscars, films that were previously planned for theatrical release, but are were initially made available on a commercial streaming or video on demand service. Ugh, this is a mouthful. May qualify in Best Picture, General Entry, and Special Categories for the ninety third Academy Awards. Um. So. Th- Basically anything, then? Essentially, yeah. Anything that previously... Is <laughs> a specialty category just mean any award? Yeah. So, but essentially what they're saying is it doesn't... It's not excluded from being considered for an Oscar if it was released to on-demand, directly to... Mm-hmm. Not on-demand. Directly to video? Whatever the yeah. fuck. Anyway. So, uh, because that usually precluded your eligibility mm. before. At least they're not doing... We're adding a category of best VOD or PVOD. Yeah, that would film because that would be ridiculous. Yeah, um, the only real stipulation besides meeting all the normal Oscar requirements is that um, the film must be made available on the secure Academy Screening Room member-only streaming site within sixty days of the film streaming or VOD release. So they have to see it first, I guess. Okay. I don't know. So basically, uh, we want special treatment. Yeah. And it says the, within. The funny so... thing is, they're not even going to watch this until last minute, if at all. Yeah. When they start their voting, anyways. Yeah. It says within, so that leads me to believe it could be released, and then anytime within sixty days from then, it could be. But usually, the the. the academy watches their stuff before it's released so i don't know i'm unclear on that but either way they're just they made an announcement saying they're going to accept people for video on demand movies as potential oscar winners assuming all of their qualities were already met Mm. whether anybody gives a shit about that or not who knows yeah right (laughs) okay well uh well somebody that gives a shit about something (laughs) that's a really good one you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> okay, sit down. This is this is a long one. Uh, okay, so uh, to start out, 
Universal Studios, or well, are they what are they call studios. Yeah, Is, but not not the theme park. Not the theme park. Yeah, <laughs> the actual studio, Universal. Yeah, uh, made a statement and basically kind of a news story about uh, the success of Trolls World mm-hmm. Tour, or what the fuck it's called. Yeah, trash. Uh, <laughs> on PVOD because of you know theaters being yeah. closed, they released it for people to. Rent for $20. What does P mean? Premium video on demand. Oh, shut They're up. just putting a fucking label that it's like a special video on demand. Premium, it's fucking trolls. <laughs> What's premium the, about that? It's a title for films that would have been in theaters oh, to separate them from oh just, just low budget trash coming to VOD. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Elitism it's the top is shelf. Finest. It's top the top shelf, shelf streaming. <laughs> okay. Top shelf streaming. Got it. Okay. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> Just got to reach way up here and press play. Yep. <laughs> it's like for Okay. TV. So uh, because of success, the, I there's a lot of quotes I'm not going to read because they're just too much and That's they're all fair. the same trash. Yeah. Um, but I'll give you the basic the down and dirty concept of what's going on. Sounds great. So they gave a statement saying how successful it was. And because of that, they're going to start rethinking their strategy of... Whether they're going to have certain movies go to theater or have them go to PVOD. Okay. Basically, they're saying if it makes sense for their market to put it on video on demand instead of in theater, Mm -hmm. they're going to do that. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, right. Oh, how what a weird (laughs) concept, right? Uh, And because of this, AMC Theaters was upset by such a statement. And they pretty much said that they will not be playing any Universal movies in their theaters because of this. And that they are not following what the... What's the word I'm looking for? Status quo? I don't know. Yeah. There's no laws. It's just... It's how theaters were ran. They had this... Not doing it how it always has been. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, because they aren't... Doing it how it used to be, even though there's no rule it has to be done yeah. that way. They're upset because they're not going to get money that they would have gotten. Okay. Essentially, this is how it breaks down. So, 50-50, theaters get half of the profits and then the distributor gets the other half Okay. for the films. The way it worked with this film is Universal got 80% and then wherever they put it on streaming... Got the 20. Oh, okay. So they made more of a profit. Yeah. Which kind of leads into how they probably did more success with it anyways. Yeah, exactly. um, So really, with AMC being in bankruptcy and struggling with the whole pandemic and stuff, pretty much they've decided that they are going to pull a child Mm -hmm. tactic and say, you're not invited to my birthday party. (laughs) When they already only had, like, three people invited in the first yes. place. Because AMC is fucking trash. Yes. At well, least in here, our area. It, here. Yeah. To be honest, it seems like they're pretty good in other places. Okay. But uh, theaters are already struggling before the yeah. pandemic. So it's not going to help anyways. Uh, so they, I don't really don't... I don't think they really have a say in who they can and can't have in their theaters. Because they're not going to be able to survive without... Yeah. Uh, you know... The Lost World franchise, the uh, 
Fast and Furious, those two alone are going to make a lot of money. So it's not realistic, I don't think, that they would pass on those. Yeah. Um, But so here's the situation. So that happened. So I guess I have questions for you. With the success of this film and the quarantine, do you think you can see other films being this, this successful? Or do you think it has to do with the fact that it was during a quarantine period and, you know, it's a f- children-friendly film that, you know, parents are probably buying for their kid to, to watch so they can get a couple hours of peace? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, like... Are people going to be spending 20 plus dollars like frequently on movies? Do you think this could be a standard? Or do you think this is like a one-time hit thing in the moment? And it, it, people are not going to be willing to spend this kind of money in the future uh, as easily. Here's the thing. I feel like there's a whole untapped market of people who are now able to go, quote unquote, go see movies that they don't normally go see movies. Yeah. I mean, some people just don't like going to theaters. They don't like going to theaters, or they don't leave their house, or they're trying to save money. They don't want to buy movie snacks or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck. Or just the convenience of yeah, being able to sit down and press play. Yeah, the convenience of just being play. able to exactly sit down and press play. Um, so, I don't think it's going to be like a new thing for people that do like going to theaters to prefer this method mostly. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it's got a whole opportunity to bring in new people who don't usually go to movies just because it's there and it's available yeah my first instinct is they're gonna have to raise the prices yeah uh because they have to assume more than one person's watching a movie obviously yeah which means they're gonna want their money's worth which then means they're gonna raise the price per rental or purchase or whatever and that's another thing is it just gonna be rentals or will they have straight up purchase in the beginning right um if that were to happen plus you know you're talking about tapping markets what about the people that like to be on their phones yes and exactly. they're, they're you know living in this tabby world of get the fuck off your phone yeah which is valid yeah get the fuck off your yeah, phone it's not wrong but don't go to a movie sometimes. if you want to be on your phone but all of those people are gonna be like well yeah. why would i go to theater yeah. i could just do what the fuck i want on my phone yeah you know i got fart during the movie yeah <laughs> i think people already do that that's true yeah. they just silently do it <laughs> But yeah, there's a lot of advantages to being able to watch it at home or on potentially uh, even a mobile device. People who are on call or they have something where they are expecting a phone call or having to go somewhere. They could yeah. press pause and walk away and go do what they need to do Yeah. instead of having to go to a theater and like turn their phone off. Yeah. <laughs> and there's people that are agoraphobic. They yeah. can't leave their house. And like let's say AMC does ban them, right? Uh, so that means with or without Universal's films... With VOD being a thing, Universal would, or sorry, AMC would have to theoretically raise their prices to make up for yeah. what they aren't making from those theater or those films not True. being in the theaters or just lack of people being there in general because they can now go home and watch these films even if they are available there. Yeah. Right? Yes. So it's really interesting because, like, I feel like. I think we were headed in this direction anyways, but I definitely feel like the pandemic helped. Yeah. We just kicked us over the edge. Fast track the whole concept of digital releasing. Yes, definitely. Um, And it's just really interesting to think about because, uh, and AMC is not the only one that got in on this. So uh, NATO, which is like the 
I guess it's like a a committee union thing for theaters. Okay, I don't know so exactly not like what it NATO, is. Like international. No, see, <laughs> when I first exactly when I first I read like, it, I was like, "What the fuck does NATO <laughs> have to do with this?" They really like their movies. <laughs> no, it's like another organization that has to do with theaters. It's like an alliance, I guess. It's like the Magician Alliance in uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Arrested Development. Oh, okay, ah. got it, got it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. <laughs> no. It's some other kind of fucking version. That's so weird. You're looking it up. I'm trying to. Oh. But I keep getting the actual like international fucking organization NATO. I hope I didn't just spell it wrong. Okay, here it is. The National Association of Theater Owners, NATO, is a United (laughs) States-based trade organization who members are the owners of movie theaters. Huh. Did it say when it was founded? Because I want to know who came first. Wikipedia, bitch. (laughs) Okay, history. Wow, this is pretty old. 1921. No way. First predecessor of NATO was founded. The largely affiliated Motion Picture Theater Owners of America, MPTOA. Okay. Tau. Okay, so not as catchy. Okay. Yeah. So when did they become NATO, though? Does it say? Okay. Well... The North Atlantic Treaty Organization was founded in 1949, so that's why I'm asking. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I, I can't see matter. exactly when it tr- changed. That's fucking to NATO. crazy. So weird. Okay. Anyway, I feel like just on even if the other one was like newer, like change your name. <laughs> it's super weird. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, sorry. This is like the <laughs> WWF all over again. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Go save the animals. Leave us the fucking name. Yeah. We've been around way too long. Yeah. Savages. Uh, okay, so basically, the other NATO. Yeah. Uh, the other white meat. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, so they, them and the parent company of Regal, which is a large chain. Yeah. Also known as Edwards in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Um. They also have aligned with AMC and follow suit with uh, Regal saying they will not be airing any Universal films. So as they're well. trying, like, dig- digging their Basically, own they're trying to bully Universal into doing what they want. I feel like they're bluffing. They're they have to be right because they're, they're not going to be able to survive they're on if the they verge don't. Of bankruptcy, at least maybe it's just yeah. our area. You're already know. limiting your like. Customer base yeah. by do, like you already have a small one and you're making it even smaller. It doesn't make any sense. It's like the dumbest argument. If we can't have all of our, if we can't have all of your stuff, and we're not gonna have any of it. Like what? What? Yeah. Their whole argument is that they don't say it straight up, but basically what their argument is how the structure used to be. We got money out of yeah you having movies in theaters. Yeah. Now that you're not gonna put. Every single movie in theater, we're losing whatever money from those movies. Yes. 
So now, because we're not going to make as much money, we have a problem with it. Yes. Even though it's not really their say what movies right. go into their yeah, theater or not. It's, yeah. Plus, video on demand has been a thing for how fucking long? Yeah. This is nothing new. This yeah. is not a new thing. Yeah. At all. It's not like they're going to know what films were going to be intended for theater and then yeah. decided to be a PVOD instead. Like, they have no idea. Yeah. They're basically just saying we want our cake and to eat it too. Yeah. And we're entitled to making money off of something that you've made. It, it just makes <laughs> yeah. no sense. Yeah. That's true. Um, but it brings up a lot of questions of like where the future of the theater and just movies in Hollywood is going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't know. I. Who do you think is right? I mean, do you think theaters are entitled to these like I, right, okay. So we're on the same page, okay. I mean, no, I felt like we were on the same page. No, even a little bit. They're there's just okay. being whiny little yeah. tantrum throwing babies. And I had come up with the idea, like, well, like, is it possible that because of this, like, could theaters become exclusive to like like movie studios have mm-hmm. their films become exclusive to certain theaters? Uh, but apparently, because of Universal and like in the past something had happened where it became a a monopoly issue Mm -hmm. where they have laws that you can't make films exclusive to theaters because of stuff that has been tried to happen in the past interesting but i don't know specifics but apparently some of these laws have been overturned as of lately Mm -hmm. for economical reasons right right which then makes me think that whole thing could be where it's all going swiped under the rug yeah if this continues as a problem because then the government's gonna be like well we need money to flow through the economy right so if it means making movie theaters exclusive to certain films and studios then maybe we'll have to do that in order to yeah but if you think about it how's that any different than what gaming consoles do right now yeah they have their exclusive games that they make true so, I guess you couldn't have theaters have movies exclusive to them, but you could have, like, I guess Universal could theoretically open up their own theater chain, maybe? Or yeah. is that not... I guess that'd be the same thing. Yeah. It's just very fascinating. Like, what is and isn't allowed. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Um, and do you think other studios will follow with... Universal, or do you think that they're the wild card and that the other ones are gonna be scared to be threatened that their shit will be banned? Um, from I these don't theaters, no, I feel like I mean, so far it seems like it's just Universal, but you know, these other theaters are like, or I'm um, sorry, these other movie companies companies are like well i mean it yeah they're not wrong i'm sure they've wanted to for many years yeah and now it's just like i mean it, the data shows we could do this yeah at I least for like now other companies could easily get away with it as well um probably pending what the results of i this. mean disney for sure could absolutely right? yeah they don't need theaters if they really wanted to they could easily put everything on disney plus mm-hmm. um well, not Disney Plus, because they'd want to make money off it first. They could easily sell it first yeah. and then put it on Disney Plus later. Right. After. They could do what fucking Prime does and have, like, 
Prime, but then you still have to buy some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. They could. They yeah. could do like a PVOD section on mm-hmm. Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh, get it early or pay this rate. Yeah. Get it now. Yeah. And then. Oh, they should do like a PlayStation Plus deal. Like if you have Disney Plus, then you get a discount on the price versus the there public you price. Go. That there would be you cool. Go. Instead of to buy it, even though you'd get it later on Disney Plus. Yes. That way you get it now, but for cheaper. Yes. And then you own it instead of just relying yeah. on it being on the streaming service. Yeah. I mean, I just think that this is... There's no way AMC and Regal could follow with this. Plus, we've got the um, Regal movie pass, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they're not going to have movies I care to see, why would I want to have their pass? Yeah. So, if that's a if that becomes an issue where there's a lot of movies I can't see, granted there's like plenty of other companies that make films, but like... Right. I really love my Jurassic World stuff, you know. Yeah, we might just have to work on tricking this room out a little bit better so we can have, like, a home, full-on home theater. Yeah, and a lot of people do that now. Yeah. They, they have, like, a really nice setup yeah, these days. Yeah, that way we don't have to drive 30 minutes across town to go to the theater. Yeah, right? <laughs> Get us a little popcorn maker, call it good. Yeah. <laughs> or really, more in more realistic terms, nacho yeah. cheese heater. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I've got those, actually. Nacho cheese heater? Yeah, and a popcorn maker. You do? Yeah. Is it a microwave? No. <laughs> it's a wife. Okay, you're terrible. Got her! All right. And she's got me. Moving on. Because she loves me so much she would do that for me. <laughs> so, uh, it doesn't seem like this could possibly last Mm-mm. either way. Um, no. I Eventually companies are going to have their shit on demand whether theaters want them or not and i think theaters are just they're a dying a dying breed anyways and it's just a matter of time this is clearly not going to help but i mean amc's already in bankruptcy so maybe it's like in their mindset it's like a like all or nothing yeah Yeah. last ditch effort all or nothing yeah we have nothing to lose at this point yeah that's true well good luck to them Whatever. I personally like staying at home, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's certain movies that you do want to see in theaters, but, like, majority of you really don't need to. Unless they're those big blockbuster CGI action-packed films, Mm -hmm. you don't need the big screen to really appreciate most films. Yeah. You know what kind of films you would want to see on that big, giant fucking screen? Ones that may or may not have explosions. (laughs) <laughs> and may or may not have robot alien species. <laughs> Transforming. Transforming. During explosions. Yeah. <laughs> Transformers. Uh, those are always really good ones to see in theaters. Uh, so uh, I guess... They are good eye candy. They are yes. bad movies. Yes, that's what... It, to see, I guess, was the key word. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, so the next live action Transformers movie is set officially for 2022. Um, it's supposed to get a wide release on June 24th, 2022. It was originally set for 2019, but they pushed it when Paramount decided they wanted to reboot again after Bumblebee. Yeah, so this was the film that was going to be the next installment in the main franchise. Yeah. Which, you know, would go into the Unicron 
bullshit. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they're still continuing that or this is something brand new. Like it's yeah. just very vague on that aspect. All we know is there's a release date now. Yeah, and then Paramount has a, a couple of projects or a few projects of, that are ongoing right now regarding Transformers. So it's we're not really sure if it's which one of these it could be. But there are two projects in the works that are live action. One by Joby Harold, who uh, did Army of the Dead. And one by James Vanderbilt, who did Zodiac. Okay. Um, this is in addition to the animated prequel. And the Vanderbilt one would be the Beast Wars, if that's accurate. Okay. And then the other one, I think, is just something within the universe. Okay. There, yeah, there, at least, there's kind of mixed stories and mixed... Yeah, that's the biggest problem, is it's all speculation, I think. People are just making up what they think it's going to be and then running with it. And so there's no concrete what these are. All we know is there's a lot of fucking films Mm -hmm. in production. Yeah. And I just hope that they're all reboots and they're all just as good as Bumblebee. Because yes. Bumblebee was fantastic. It was really good, yes. Everything else was visually amazing, but just trash. Yeah. The first couple were okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that'll be interesting to see. It's very far away. Yeah. And this doesn't include the animated prequel. Right, which is uh, being co-written, or the script was co-written by Andrew Barr and Gabriel Ferrari of the Ant-Man franchise. And it's being directed by Josh Cooley of Toy Story 4. Okay. Which makes sense. Yeah. Worked with CGI, you yeah, know. Yeah, for sure. Storytelling. Yeah. Uh, that's the one I'm really interested in. Yeah. I really want it to be a prequel to Bumblebee specifically. Mm-hmm. And I think that clearly, you know, that opening of Bumblebee with the, the war on Cybertron yes. is a very clear reason why this became a thing. Right. So if it has that look for two hours... With that kind of fucking mm-hmm. excitement and fucking battling. Fuck yeah. Yeah. What I really want is like a story behind Optimus Prime or uh, Aurora. Oh, what the fuck is it? Rod- no. <laughs> Orion Pax. Okay. This is character name before oh, he okay. becomes okay. Optimus Prime. Gotcha. Uh, him and Megatron. I want to see like. A very story-driven, you know, impactful relationship that mm-hmm. that that defines who they are and like right. why they get to this war gotcha. on Cybertron and get to where they are. Okay. Because uh, I know there's been novels and comics and stuff with that stuff, and it's it's really interesting what they they can do with these characters. Yeah. You know, I look at. The Planet of the Apes reboot. Like, they have shown you could take a blockbuster franchise and make it really fucking good. Yeah. Give it good script. Give it impact. Give it emotion. And just fucking make it work. Yeah. Tell it to get good. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Just get good. Yeah. JGG. um yeah so that'll be interesting to see where all that goes Um, and not to mention too the netflix has a uh animated show the netflix the netflix (laughs) the one that's fighting the entire world the netflix okay yes true uh speed of fighting actually john wick 4 and spiral were postponed a year 
John Wick was originally slated for May 21st of 2021, and it's pushed back to May 27th of 2022. And the original date of John Wick, which got pushed, is now, they're now putting Spiral in that date. I said that really weirdly, I'm sorry. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> basically, Spiral John... took the place of John Wick's yes. current date, and yeah. John Wick went back a year or yes. so. Yes, yeah. So that's a long time and a huge yeah. bummer. You just like made like a whole puzzle. I don't know what that, happened, okay? <laughs> like you, you Tarantino'd <laughs> yeah, I did. that story. It's totally on purpose. Um, Fill in the blanks of what's happening. Yeah, I was just, I guess, I don't know, spacing out or something. Speaking of spacing out. Yeah. I did that on purpose. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead then. Go ahead. Uh, Space Jam got a name and a logo. LeBron James revealed it on his Instagram. Space Jam, a new legacy. <laughs> so. Did you see the actual cares. reveal? No. I okay, didn't. so he had the video of like, he was wearing a hat mm-hmm. and it was like him going like this, mm-hmm. zooming in and out to yeah. his hat. Uh-huh. He didn't do the option where it like flips the picture so it's all oh, it's backwards, backwards. So you can't read what it says. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, you can, but you had to like figure it out. Right. So That's yeah, it, it was kind of funny. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so does anybody fucking care That's about what I was a new ask. space? I, I mean, like, I guess cares? there's a market of people who like basketball and, but Looney Tunes is such a like it, it's a dead franchise, right? Am I wrong? I have no idea. I don't feel it's like it's not Looney something I thought we ever Tunes wanted is or a needed. Thing anymore. Yeah. Do kids care about Looney Tunes? Do they even I, know what it is? I don't know. I don't. I'm assuming this is not going to be for kids. Well, it's based. Oh, you think it's like. The nostalgia for I the people who were kids in thing, yeah. the 90s when mm-hmm. the first one came out? Yeah, okay. that's my guess. Trying to get their kids to go? Yeah. I mean, that's why they have LeJon, Le, LeBron James. LeJon <laughs> Brames. LeJon Brames. <laughs> they couldn't get LeBron James. He was too expensive. So. Got LeJon Brames. <laughs> so they had to get LeJon Brames. a good one yeah uh (laughs) so i mean basically you know like michael jordan was in the the first one he was what brought people in right because he was the name at the time in basketball yeah so i mean they're obviously gonna get the basketball players you know the fans of that sport at least are gonna be going to see this right uh i don't know i don't personally care yeah what I do want to see, though, like, I want to see Disney kind of do this with, I mean, a little bias. I want to see them do it with hockey. Yeah. Bring the Disney characters into a fucking hockey, you know, yeah. game concept. Yeah. That would be cool. I just think it would be, I mean, they're more relatable characters, I guess. I don't know. Not really relatable, but just more, I don't know, relevant, I guess is the more. Yeah. What I'm trying to say. Yeah, I get it. All right, well, that's not the only thing that has a reveal of a name. Yeah. Well, apparently this name has been around for a while, but uh, the Spider-Man universe within the Sony branch, I guess you'll call it. Okay. Uh, has a MCU-like name, apparently, that nobody knew about. Does it? Yeah. So, this is all spawned from a Far From Home uh, Twitter account promoting... Amazon Prime selling all of the Spider-Man movies from, like, all the different, you know, franchises. Uh, and they deemed it 
Spider-Man universe of characters. And so people were like, what the fuck? Is that what they call the Sony universe for the Spider-Man movies? Okay. Uh, and so some news outlets, uh, IGN specifically, I know is one, reached out to Sony and they corrected them saying, uh, no, that's not the name. The real name is Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel Characters. So it's called Spump. <laughs> okay. Is that what we're getting? Spunk? Spunk? Okay. Sure. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> and it's dumb. Yeah. Quite. Really fucking stupid. Really dumb. Yeah. That's what they thought of. Yeah. Uh, and apparently... This has been what they've been calling it since 2019 in a uh, presentation document that they had. Uh, And also found within that document, they had uh, confirmation of the development of a Craven the Hunter film. Okay. So, yeah, apparently Sony has a name for their universe. Which includes the Spider-Man from the MCU and all of the other Spider-Man characters and all of the villains that they've made movies for. Uh, it's weird. You think they could do something like, oh, I don't know, uh, the Spider-Verse. I was just going to say that. I was like, didn't they already inadvertently call it that when they said Into the Spider-Verse? <laughs> I mean, just an idea. Yeah. That seems like a way better option. Yeah, right. Whatever, that's dumb. Or the SCU, if you want yeah. to be basic. Scoo. <laughs> it's better than Spunk. True. <laughs> it is. So the SCU, the Sony Cinematic Universe. like uh, Yeah. The Scoo. Yeah. Stay in Scoo. I guess you could even do SMCU. Sony Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't know. It's just... It's just stupid what they have. It is. Anyways, yeah. whatever. Okay. Well, it's been a about the same amount of time it is for every episode. <laughs> yeah. And we watched a movie. So let's talk about a movie. On the subject of superhero powers, we watched Code 8, which is on Netflix and has a 75% tomato meter with a 66% audience score as of the third. Uh, a little bit of background. Fun fact, it started as just a short film in 2016, which is released as a teaser, and they started an Indiegogo to um, try to get funding to make a full film. And their goal was 200000 <laughs> And it reached $2.4 million. In the matter of a month. Wow. Yeah. That was the, how much money they raised? Yes. And then they actually didn't close the fundraising on Indiegogo until the end of last year. <laughs> You're like, uh, uh keep Bill, it just leave it open. <laughs> yeah. Um, they said it was, con- to the continued funding was going to recover costs of distribution, wardrobe, and props since it ended up being a much larger film than mm-hmm. they had originally anticipated. Um, I mean, the CGI, I guess, was yeah, really I imagine good. they yeah. put some into that because that looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, the short film was originally put together by Robbie and Stephen Amell. Just, they thought it was like a little side project. They're the ones who did it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Now, how do you feel about that whole idea, though? What? Like, somebody rich who has the funding to 
do something like this, still asking other people who are less rich than them to pay for it. Um, I know that's kind of been a controversial thing. Yeah, I know the, the actor from Scrubs did that with yes. the project, and people yeah. were pissed. And but that was kind of early on. Well, the here's whole, the thing. They, in my opinion, I think this one is fine. I don't have any problem with how they did this one because they they made the short film and didn't ask anybody for money. Mm-hmm. And they put it out. And then people were like, we want this to be a real movie. And so they were like, okay, we can make it into a bigger movie. We just need some help with funding. Because So that's what the 200000 yes. was? That wasn't, yes. for the, that wasn't for the small no. short film? Okay. No. That, was, that came out after, as far as I understand, it came up. They put the Indiegogo thing together after the original one was, the short film was released. Mm-hmm. Because people were like, this would be a fucking cool movie. Yeah. Or whatever. But like, I guess my question is don't you think they could come up with investors being as how they're all part of hollywood they they have they could back up that this was something that people want you know what i mean yeah like i don't know i agree that they probably they might have been able to do that but in some cases investors just don't they're not interested our studios are not interested in it hmm. so being able to produce something independently yeah. you would need to rely on a non-business type investor yeah, investor they should definitely start a fans only page i think yeah or only fans what are they called i no. don't know um anyway i thought that was a cool fun fact uh, people can choose not to donate. It's very simple. No, that's true. And I'm yeah. not trying to hate on it. I just, it is kind of an interesting concept though. Like it, it's not like you would think they could easily get the money if they needed to. And so it just seems like having people pay for it and then have to pay to see it after. I guess it's kind of like the idea of like, uh, sporting arenas where they, the city, has taxpayers pay for it and then you still have to pay to go enjoy that whole fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, no, I get it. You I don't get, get any kind of access I, to it to begin with because you're already paying for it. Well, I don't know that that's not true in this case because I didn't look into that because people who donated probably got something. Oh, well, I don't know. I would hope, but yeah. I'm just speaking in a general sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I get what you're saying, but I feel like if people have a problem with it, like, Producing an entire movie is very expensive. So expecting one person to do that is just out of pocket seems like a lot. Even though they're rich. Oh, I'm not saying he's going to have a pocket full of millions of dollars to put into this. I mean, like, he would have the uh, avenues to get to investors, I would think. And it's also possible that investors went to this fundraising method that they did. I don't fucking know, but I didn't do the research. I just thought it was cool that they started that way. So, anyway. Uh, key cast members, uh, Robbie Amell, who we know as Ronnie from The Flash. Um, he was Ronnie, which I can't remember his name, but he was... Oh, was he yeah. the original yeah. fire guy? Yeah, he was original, the, the original Firestorm. Fire <laughs> guy. That was his name, Fire guy. He was the original Firestorm. Yeah. Hey, where's that guy that has the firepower? Yeah. Um, and he played Connor Reed in this. Oh, He's the main character. You didn't realize that? What? That he was Firestorm? No, I didn't. Re- oh, I mean, okay. that was like first season. Oh, okay. But also, it, it hit me. He was married to who now is Killer Frost. I know. Isn't it funny? So, opposites attract. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just like... 
Flash is a fun, charismatic character, <laughs> and he's attracted to a terrible piece of shit, <laughs> Iris. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hashtag truths. Yeah. Okay. Also in the movie is Stephen Amell, who uh, they are not brothers. They are cousins, as far as I'm aware. Um, who we know as Oliver Queen slash Arrow, obviously. Obviously, you idiots. <laughs> if anybody doesn't recognize his face as from Arrow, like, come on. It's been eight years. How would you not know that? Well, that one girl from C2E2 didn't know what, she, what he was from. She knew what he was from. She just never watched it. Oh. She's At the Q and A for that show, dumb. yeah, <laughs> fucking idiot. Um, anyway, he played Garrett in this show, in this movie. Did he wear his green shoes by any chance in this film? I don't think so. And okay. it was socks, not shoes. Oh my yeah. god, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> Lime green socks? Yeah. No, he didn't wear them. <laughs> I was too busy looking for oil of Olay to yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> it was socks. Um, and then also someone we haven't seen in a bit. Sung Kang, I think is how you pronounce it, who is Han from the Fast and the Furious series. He played um, a detective. Was Han. Was Han. Okay. He's dead. Is he though? Yeah. Okay. Shaw fucking killed him. Did he? He shot him in the head and said, fuck you. Yeah. Han. <clears throat> as far as we know. Um, he plays Agent Park, a detective in this uh, basic premise for anybody who hasn't seen it it's an alternate world where a small percentage of humans have superpowers and they're weirdly the opposite happens of what you might expect they don't become superheroes they end up a marginalized minority really. minority group yeah. that are unable to keep real jobs and they end up poor because they can't get real jobs it, and it's basically like the perfect x-men uh, villain perspective. Yes, exactly. It's exactly how is. Magneto would describe humanity. <laughs> exactly. It, it was like a really good take on what X Men yeah. was meant to be. Yes. Um, so the story follows a young man with electric powers who is trying to get money to help his mom who has freezing powers. I don't know what the fuck you call those. Um, and she happens to be sick or dying. She's ill in some way. And. He's just trying to get money to help pay for her treatment. Yeah. And he's unable to keep a job because he's enabled, power enabled, I think is what they call them. Yeah. Um, and so he gets involved with uh, some unsavory types uh, in, with a crime syndicate. Unsavory <laughs> types. He gets involved with a crime None syndicate. None of them have gravy. <laughs> gets involved with a crime syndicate just trying to do some jobs that make a little bit more money than he's used to doing just day labor it's a real parallel with like the drug world yes like getting in because the money's good Mm -hmm. and getting too far in yes way too far in so that's just the basic gist of it and it's really interesting it's exactly how you would think that plot would go but plus superpowers it's kind of fun yeah, it was a yeah. really nice grounded take on yeah. a world with powers. Yeah, and really upsetting to think, yes, society could do that to people. But it, but it's also like confusing. Like, you have powers. Like, just, nobody has a chance against you. Yeah, just tell them to fuck off. Yeah. Fry their brain. It was definitely a Netflix-style <laughs> film, though. Yeah. It, like, it, Netflix movies, with especially their sci-fi, have like this robotic 
tone yes, to them. Yes, yeah. And it definitely had that. Well, it's a tech. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, it a nice take on what could happen if, like, policing got too powerful. Yes. In an area. Absolutely. And too much... I guess this is a good topic of discussion for right now because everybody's like, no, my rats. Um, but... <laughs> You say no more rats? No. I <laughs> said, those are my rats. Oh, those are my rights. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's like a statement about how things can go wrong when you give too much power to the wrong people. Yes. Or absolute power corrupts absolutely. I guess yeah. this is a very good. But it is segregation too. Yes, because they're not like, you're not, they're not being told you have to drink out of this water fountain you have to use yeah. this bathroom but they're yeah. basically being pigeonholed into certain jobs yeah and they're that to- you have to get a license to practice powers or yeah. whatever you're basically bullshit. saying that you can't you Exist. don't have a right to your own powers <laughs> yeah without basically being charged yeah for it. yeah it's crazy so, so. i liked it yeah it, the movie was like all over the place though as far as plot like if it started yeah. out like it was like a like a movie about a guy trying to survive with his mom and then mm-hmm. it turned into like a sci-fi action thing and then right. it turned into like a bank heist and then yes. it turned into like a drug bust yeah like i don't know it it it, just, it took a lot of forms throughout the film yeah but they all worked yeah it didn't really know what it was but it didn't need to because in the end it was just a fun film about People with powers and, mm-hmm. like, using them to survive in yes. whatever capacity they have to. Yep. There was no good guys or... Well, there, okay, there was bad guys, but... But it was interesting because you It blends the... It, it blends... It, it blurs the lines. Yes. Yeah. You could see the good guys and the bad guys and how one could be see, seen as the opposite. Yes. Or a great... A lot of gray areas. There you go. No, good, good film. Yeah. Quality CGI was good, like we said. Yeah. Uh, I... Really loved the idea of this like universe, so I yeah. would like to see them expand on it. Which, from what I understand, as you you know reference, it was a short film in, in mm-hmm. the beginning. Yeah. From what I understand, I think Quibi actually got yeah, rights to doing a show. A show. <laughs> so yes, it's going from a short film yeah. to a long film to a short show. Yes. Which will then essentially be a short film length in the end. I imagine. Probably, yeah. They just take the original and they just cut it up into like eight episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on Quibi. It's a good example of something that like took an idea and made it into something. For sure. Yeah. So I really hope they can expand on this and make like a sequel. Get a little bit more into like the powers of people. Like mm-hmm. why they have them. If that's a thing. or Yeah. Um, but it was really interesting. Yeah. It had some cliche stuff, you know, like, gotta help his mom, you know. Yeah. Pay the bills, blah, blah, blah. You yeah. Know? Um, so it had some cliche stuff, but it also had some really cool stuff and reflections on society and how uh, people are treated in minorities or um, just don't have the opportunity to succeed because of, like, rules and how laws that are placed yeah. in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and just preconceived notions of people and stuff like that like yeah it, it was very fascinating it was easily a grounded take on what x-men characters and like 
the villainous mindset yeah uh would probably like how they would end up where they are it's interesting it's almost kind of like the polar opposite of the boys uh yeah i could see that with because they were like yeah okay with the reception of the powers anyway yeah yeah they were treated like gods rather than but that's more out of fear though than because they actually yeah but then they like had a yeah it's fine yeah that's a different story drastic different take on it's, where society would go yeah, with superheroes. It's fun in it. to see two very different takes that are uh, on the superhero realm that we're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. think it was nice to yeah. see that. Yeah, but way. you do bring up a good point. Uh, Code could have used a little bit more fish sex. <laughs> I'm good without that. Really? Yeah. You're not into fish sticks? No, I'm not. Okay. Okay. So, uh, in the end, what would you rate this? I would give it a four codes. Codes, huh? Yeah. I would give it (laughs) half of an eight. (laughs) I was like, I can't say four eights. That's weird. (laughs) One half? (laughs) Yeah. I think think it's worth watching, definitely. I really enjoyed it. And I would recommend it to people. Yeah, so I'm, is, I'm gonna go with four. is this a Netflix like deemed original or is uh, it like just on Netflix? I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Let's see if I can find out. I'm curious if it's in other outlets for people to either rent or just watch. Watch movie. It is available on other services for rental, but it's only just on Netflix for free. Okay, so they free. had. They got the deal to stream it on Netflix, uh, but you can't pay to watch it elsewhere. You can pay to watch it elsewhere. Okay. Pretty much anywhere else. It's got Google So it's just the draw on people to Netflix for having something else that's free. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was solid. I I enjoyed it for what it was. I I don't quite understand. uh, Did they reference why it's called Code 8? Or is that just like, is that like a penal code? I don't know. Is it like You're a, right. a law, like know. some kind of code law situation, government similar, code? Similar to bird law? Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> bird law, superhero law. Yeah, that's one thing. I don't think they really referenced why it was called that. But definitely worth a watch oh. <laughs> if you're into sci-fi superhero shit. Okay. Uh, a code eight is the police code for a mutant using his powers to commit a crime. Do they reference that in the film? So this thing says it's referenced in the short film. Okay. There, so you just had a, to have known a that. There's a police broadcast that says a Code 8 has been committed. And so you can infer from the scene that that's said in that that's what that means. Hmm. But yeah, I didn't catch that at all. Okay. Well, news to me. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Well, that's going to do it for our episode. It is. Was it 31? Yes. We are almost to 32. Yep. <laughs> math. Yeah. So good. Such good math. Such math. <laughs> Not really even just math, just counting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the building blocks of math. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're still here, thanks for listening and uh, keep doing that. <laughs> don't forget to rate review and subscribe on your favorite podcast service 
And uh, let us know if you want us to be on a different podcast service that you would prefer. We're on pretty much all of them, but just let us know if you need anything different. Uh, We would appreciate any kind of reviews or direct feedback. If you want to send us an email, we've got an email. It is dtfpod at gmail.com. And we are also taking suggestions for content requests, games you want us to play, movies you want us to watch and review, whatever. Talk for an unreasonable amount of time about. We can do that. (laughs) Um... You can also find us on dtfcast.com, or you can follow Steven on social media. At Classy Cat Dad on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, yeah, it's been real. Hope everyone's staying safe. Yeah, stay inside. Hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> Corona's coming after everybody up in here. It's true. Have you seen that meme? It's a different meme, but... <laughs> You know, like, the one where it's, like, the woman that was being interviewed, and she's like, hey, nobody got time for that. Yeah. It's a new meme that's, like, uh, actually, I have time for that now. Oh. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, like, something along okay, the lines of, like, yeah, no, we got, now we have no, time. We have, we have time for that. Yeah. yeah. It just made me think of that. Yeah. <laughs> another, yeah. another fun news interview. Yeah. Turned into a meme. Yep. Well, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.